Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. I'm your host, Honest Abe, and we are broadcasting from sunny South Florida. This week's episode number 482 of KMA Talk Radio. And the gang is all here, beginning with the Italian scallion himself, the man we call Shameless Paul. With the hat on, what's on your Oh, that's uh, from the old baseball team I used to work for, the Long Island Ducks. Oh, and of course, handling everything in the background and making everything always look good. The man himself, the goat, Alex Tavella. Howdy, folks. Of somewhere in Midland, USA, is the man who always has the scoop, William Cooper. Morning, guys. Good morning, genitalia. You never quite know where Coop's going to be these days. No. I'm home. Are you, I'm home. Are you home, home sweet home? Coop's a real renaissance man. Yeah, I'm home (laughs) for the uh, remainder of 2022. Um, I did schedule my first trip for 2023, so it will start again in January. Nice. I I missed the dojo show last night. I ended up getting caught watching Black Adam. All right, fair. It it Uh, wasn't bad for a DC movie, but the, the, the credit scene made the movie. There was a great credit scene in Black Adam. If you haven't seen it, or if you've seen it and didn't know it, go back and watch it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it's, it, yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty good credit scene. Yeah, we, had a, we had a fun time last night. Together. We had a fun I, time I saw parts night. of it. It looked it was really cool. Alex was like on his game at one point. One of the one of the companies that oh damn, the one of the ones that I saw, you were like <laughs> you're like, I don't understand. This is a no brainer. This is this is sell. You got to sell this. It's a complete if, no I, if I got to Google it, I got to sell it. That was my rule. <laughs> Alex, you did a great job last night. I, I know what it was. Yeah, uh, it was warped. All, oh, yeah, warped. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of yeah, love slash harsh criticism Look, for, for warped you know, marketing. It's a good brand name. Make good cigars. Listen to me. Listen to me. You could yeah. love the cigars, right? Yeah. Or the product, but it's without a doubt a sell as a business investment. Right. Right. And, that's what, and that's what Alex said. He's he's yeah, like, they're great cigars. Yep. Yeah, buy it, it as a sell. It wouldn't be a buy or sell show without some big time drama last night. Well, oh, you yeah, know, you guys, I want to talk about that, but you know, you guys got got it a lot easier than the times I've done it. You you guys were actually able to be prepped. We had no idea who, who we were getting. On that's the fair. We were doing it blind. That's right. I, I think blind. I could have did. I could have did it blind. I could have done a little, little bit harder blind. It is a little bit harder. It is a little bit harder. It, it is a little harder. But, but uh, um, yeah, but there was drama. We had a little drama. The last. Talk, talk. Tell me the I'm, drama. I'm, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk. The the last buy sell of the night was Luciano cigars. Ooh. And um, could it, anybody the, have been a buy? How can no, you get a no. Buy the consensus was sell. It wasn't our drama, but unfortunately. It caused you know, drama. 
no, but this is part of the, I think this is part of our cell reason. You know, Luciano was like wildfire in the comments because Go, of it. Yeah. I mean, going wild in the comments. Oh, he was watching, he was watching, uh, yeah, he was watching, and 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 I think this is part of the problem. Look, you know, we kind of soft, but it, it, it was just a scenario. We're all kind of on the same page. There's just so much instability. There's so many questions. You know, how could you, you know, how could I tell anyone this is a buy right now? Nobody really knows what's going on. And you know, he was just in here a couple of days ago. Yeah, I know. He's his team's here. It's, it's, listen, I don't care. It's okay. Look, it is what it is. You know, there, there's a lot going on with your company, and and most of it is around drama and not cigars, which are good cigars that you make. But uh, you know, that's part of the problem. This guy kind of like can't contain himself when it comes to this stuff, and just is always out there. Yep. What was he saying? Oh, I'm going to record this for history and prove all you guys wrong. You're obviously biased. You buy into the crown heads narrative, and you know. What crown has narrative? You just lost your factory. Well, according to him, he did, did not. You know, again, but this is the thing. If some people think you lost your factory, some people right. think you did, you know, you uh, th these are if no one really sure whether you have a factory or not. That's problematic. Perception yeah, I mean, is reality. That's what Alex said last night. Right. Perception, Perception is reality. Whether you have it yeah. or not, some people don't know. And look, I mean, you don't, you buy stability. I can't, you know, this I is can't. a stock market show. It's not about giving you an end of year award here. You know, it's, right. it's a stock market show. Right. I guess you don't have to worry about him coming in here anymore. Probably not. Welcome. I mean, oh, man, you know, I, I wish I had seen that. I'm listen, gonna, I'm gonna listen, watch it tonight. Look, look, it listen. wasn't even. It was soft sells. It wasn't like ah, get out of here. You can't buy. You know, it was so. Look, we said just, just too much craziness surrounding it, and it's not I, about. I had a much tougher. I had much more. But I said, get out. <laughs> that wasn't one. I said, get out. It was just like sell. Yeah. I, I don't know why people get upset over that shit. You know, not everybody's a fan of me, my company, what we do. There's some people who talk shit, whatever, and I don't give two shits. Alex, get, Alex, Alex gets more upset than I do. It's purely, it's purely a business choice too. In this scenario, I, I own stock in things that I absolutely do not believe in. By the way, because I know that they're money makers. So, like, that's what you're, you're deciding which is going to be a good business. What's a good place to put your money? So, I don't really. Oh yeah, I I just noticed. Has she been to the mothership? Are you fucking Michelle kidding Bowser? me? She's been. Here I, I didn't even know she was here. here. Since she, My, got, she might be here right now, outside watching. In the, I, I look for her. Usually, she's here before we open. Not over here, kind of late last. My wife said to me, "The Alaskans there. are here." I was like, "I don't think so." And then I saw just Michelle, not Tom. Tom. Yeah, that's what that's what I found out. Well, Brandy invited Steph to come hang out with them tonight. Did she? No, I don't think so. No, we're not allowed to tell you. Yeah. I, that's fine. I'm gonna be. I'll be with the kids anyway. Be some last funny. minute emergency. Some yeah. tanning jobs you're gonna have to take tonight. <laughs> that's dude. It is fine. But yeah, overall, it was a fun show last night. Yeah, it was. Oh, now I'm really sorry I missed it. Why do I miss the fun yeah, show? Yeah, it was. It was. It, uh, it, this was, was a good one. it was fun. It was fun. It was I had one. it on. I had it on for a few minutes. I saw like three of them, and then I was uh, I was putting together my my mother in law bought my son a bike for Christmas. And there, there are directions, but they're not directions for this bike. It's like one of those like Batman bikes that has specialty pieces. Oh, so is it like the the? It's uh, not like a regular bike. It's a kind of like yeah. a sit-in. No, it's a regular bike. Oh. We have that. This is a regular bike for Eli. He's going to be three. So you know, my Axel got a bike when he turned three, and so, but it, none of the instruct. A lot of the instructions didn't pertain to this bike. So I had to like figure it out. That's so hilarious. I mean, it's been a long time since I put a bike together. 
So I'm like, I'm looking at the instructions. I'm like, this is a completely different bike that there. It didn't even come with a reflector in the so back. So did you it's put the a bike whole together? instruction did, on how to put the reflector? Did you get it together? On. Yeah, it's all together. It's fine. Something tells me there was a lot of extra pieces when you were no, 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 a no, lot no. of extra I, bolts. You you wouldn't believe it, but I am. I'm starting to believe living in this community. I'm starting to believe I'm way more handy than I am. Like I have people asking me to come over and one of our neighbors, her husband's like a big army guy, you know, good friend of ours. And she wanted to put a, a nail or a screw in her stucco so that she could hang garland easier. At, Cause here in South Florida, if you put that sticky stuff, even the alien tape, it doesn't stay long because of the humidity. So he's like, I'm not doing it. It's going to crack the stucco. This I'm like, I've done it a million times in all three of the houses I've owned in South Florida. I'll, sure. I'll come over. But it, like, me of all people i'm up on a ladder i'm like drilling into the stucco i'm putting a, nail, a screw in for her you better be I, careful paul you better be careful when the, when the uh when the hoa declares martial law you're going to the labor camp my friend oh it's already it's already getting heated over here with flags this guy has a let's go brandon flag flying in his yard and and there's a rule it can only be like a division of the military or an american flag that's it so they keep sending him letters and this and that now he's got a lawyer involved because the builders are still in charge of the HOA because they're not 50% done with the community. So that's what the bylaws say. Once they get over 50% built, then residents get to go on the board. So there's no residents on our board yet, which I guess is against Florida statute or something. He's, he, he's crazy. He's great. Yeah, Just got, put a let's go Brandon sign up. The contractors got to turn it over when so much of the places. Yeah. Out. There's a, there's a percentage that once it goes to that point, they slowly start putting residents on the board. But yeah, he's he's crazy. We, I mean, just in this little community, we have these Facebook pages, and he's all over it. He's like, vote, give me a thumbs up if you like my Let's Go Brandon flag. I'm like, I could care less about your Let's Go Brandon flag. I just uh, think, you know, there, some of these HOA bylaws are. It wild. does, but down here, you like, I, I've said to people, I've lived in non HOA, and then like, Neighbors do stuff that like normally you'd need a permit for, but for some reason in South Florida, they don't have rules like this. Like they can put a statue of whatever the hell they want on their front lawn or pile up cars on their front lawn with no it's wheels on them on their grass. It's their property. That's my property. That's the problem. Is, but I don't want to look at that. No, on the island, there's listen, rules. I get it. There shouldn't be rules. There shouldn't the be rules. That's you know, whether you want to fly a let's go Brandon or a fuck Trump flag whatever you want to it's it's i could care less about i mean flags, hoa honestly. makes me feel like whatever the flag is it's almost like you don't actually own your here here's your property you kind of own it but here's the rules you, <laughs> you can't do it. anything with it what, what about what about what about can't paint your house a certain color what how about many of guy? us how many of us in south florida don't live in an hoa is it impossible do, right it's possible there's, it is there's, possible there's but there they're are not going to be. They're not going to be. You know, nice. You know, gated communities. They're going to be some of those. You know, a lot of those canal type neighborhoods. Yeah. What were you going to ask, Gabe? I mean, what if you have that neighbor who just lets his house go to shit? The lawn's growing like a jungle. You know. I mean, are you all right with that? Am I all right with it? No, but it's. I mean, it's his property. I, it's his I can't, property. Yeah. You know, I can't tell him what to do in his property. Yeah. I feel the same way. You know. So what happens if he's got cars on blocks as a hazard to other kids? I mean, at what point? Yeah, what's the what's the, yeah, I mean, this is the point? At what point? The guy's got cars on blocks that kids could knock down and get hurt on running and playing. At what point do you say, hey, there has to be at least a minimum standard? And I mean, if you believe there should be a minimum standard for whether it's safety or hygiene or whatever, then who's supposed to enforce it? Are the cars on blocks in his driveway? 
No, but you've seen that. You can't tell me you haven't seen that. No, I'll give you an exact example. If they're in his driveway, that's his driveway. Get your it's fucking kid out of the driveway. No, wait, wait. I, I have a great example of this. We looked Fair. at a house before we bought this in North Palm Beach, right? Gorgeous neighborhood. Expensive neighborhood, right? And we looked at this house. There's a five-bedroom house, exactly what we were looking for. And across the street, I'm, I kid you not, there were three pickup trucks on cinder blocks on the grass. And tools spread out all over the place. And I'm looking across the street. I'm like, man, that sucks. Like, I don't want my friends to come here and see, like, all that shit on somebody's lawn and look disgusting. Right. And, and right. honestly, it was unsafe, too, in my opinion. Again, there's what's the limit? It's, I don't know. It's not my problem is the way I look at it, though. Right. Would I want to live and see it? No. If, if, but, my, I proper, mean... if my property is, if I can look my friends in the face with my property, I'm fine. I, I'm not going to explain my neighbor's property. You know, the problem is, you know, and, and yeah, you can make an argument for them things, but then there's the other extreme, you know, you, you can't paint you, your house a certain color. You know what I mean? No, no it's definitely they're fucked. Listen, every, every HOA is fucked. Yeah. They got Nazis or they suck. I, I, I don't even get involved. People there. get on power trips. Yes, hands down. But, you know, I mean, what happens if someone starts painting dicks on the side of their fucking house? That's their house, man. It's their house. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you own your property or do you not own your property? Okay, so in the words, in the words of God rest his soul, Harry Hersey Jr., it's the biggest con of America. No one in America owns property. It is the biggest con. Property tax itself is the biggest scam in the world. Nobody owns if you think you own your house, don't pay your property tax. Don't pay your property tax. See if you own your house. Right. That's a genius. That's a genius genius comment. He 100%. said it early on in my, you know, in our friendship, and I'm like, "Wow, he's right. Yeah. It's the biggest con of America. No it one absolutely owns. Is. Nobody owns their house. You absolutely. Know, we're, we're doing in February the burn the mortgage party because we um, we're gonna have our house paid off. And my wife made that comment to me. She's like, "You don't oh, get do the burn really the property tax, right? That's what. Yeah. She said, "Do we really own it? <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I said, uh, "I still want to do it. I still want to do it. It's just, we, it's just gonna be us and the kids." doing it but but uh it's a big deal still for us i, I gotta bring this up because i know this is earlier what's with the curly cues i just yeah. didn't i didn't put anything in my hair this morning i, was I don't know it was late. Like yesterday too wasn't it i got i got you know by the end of the day sometimes it just kind of comes out I no normally i yet. normally i kind of get it back but you know last night yeah there. last night i went home i tried to relax for you know an hour or so before i had to come back for the show this morning i was just running and you know, i gotta get a haircut i get a haircut today too so i just didn't put shit in my hair no, I like no. it. I think Only it looks I'm, good. I'm a, I'm a slick back kind of guy. but Oh, natural. We gave away some nice shit yesterday. We did give away some nice shit. Epic, away some epic, epic broadcast from the dressing room of Cat, yes. uh, Destination XL. Yes. Literally a, <laughs> a streamed from the from the dressing room. Yeah, man. We gave away some cool Dogma DE swag. Someone um, messaged me about that. He said that was the most epic broadcast ever because you were in a dressing room. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, that was well, good. You know what happened was my daughter had a date last night. Oh, wait, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, whoa, a date? Yeah, whoa. Don't want to talk about it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. She really? went to the movies. She went to the movies. Were you, did you scare him off or try to scare yeah, him what? off? Listen, I know this Because I know this is a painful <laughs> It's painful as fuck. You got to talk about it. I, I know this kid. They, they've been, she's had this little group. Um, she had this little group now that they've been friends now for like all of pretty much middle school. And now they all went to high school. They all got accepted. So 
I know the kid. He's a good kid. They hung around together, and they started to like each other. So they went on their first, I mean, the first date I know of. Let's put was it, it a way. group of people? Nope. She went. So, you know, here, here's the thing. Right? I'm, trying, I'm, trying, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, let my daughter understand the situation. Her <laughs> high school is in downtown West Palm Beach, right next to the Kravitz Center. Like, yep. like heart of downtown. I know right where it is. So, and her friend group lives right in that area, walking distance. So they're all city place kids. They go to Starbucks after school, before school, you know. And, you know, we live in fucking Wellington. Nowhere close, right? Half hour. So, so after school, her best friend is one of those kids that lives down there. She likes to go there. He lives, they all grew up together. Uh, the boy and, and her best friend, you know, they all live in the same block and one other kid. So after school, they went to the movies and they went back over to his house, had dinner with his parents, and then I picked her up. So I was running. I, I figured, look, since I, I got to go to West Palm Beach to pick her up. I said, my son and I needed haircuts. I had to get I had to get some gloves for our trip coming up next week because I had no gloves. So I went to Destination XL to get some you know winter stuff. And then I get a message from Alex like five minutes for the broadcast. Hey, are you good for the live? I'm like, fuck. So I just did it from the dressing room with my son in the dressing room. With me. <laughs> Show must go on. You know, That's Kevin. You know, I. You know, yeah. I yeah. feel like you're getting now, soft as you get see, older. Wes, Wes made a comment that that I, I I don't agree with and I don't like because I'm coming from the other side. So. Here, here, here's my feel, and I know that's the first reaction, and I understand. But here's my, here's my. That was my mentality as they were growing up. Well, here, here's my thing. If if you are going to do that to my son, you better have that thing cocked and loaded because now I'm coming to your door. If you think you're going to intimidate my son with a gun in your from the other side, yeah. You know that's the so that I know that I get it. That's that would probably be my first thought reaction. But if you're going to do that to my son, now you have to deal with me. Yeah, that that might be a little far. I'm just surprised Do, you don't have a rule about Although, dating. Although, it's easy for us. We're never going to experience what, this. What, me, what rule? Thank God. What rule? God. Well, so like my, my wife has a half sister. Wait, you got to understand something. This girl's, this girl's 14. You know, she's not yeah. 11. And she's 14. She's a teenager now. She's 14. She's a freshman in high school. Yeah, she's I mean, not. She's not a, oh, yeah, what? I know. We're, we're all used to because we've seen her for so long ago. I know. I'm, I'm angry. I'm like now. a thing. I'm upset about this. Cool. Yeah. You got girls, right? You got a girl? I have one girl. I have okay, one girl. So at least, you know, has some experience. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's one time I was playing baseball with, with my boys, and um, I was done with playing baseball, and I had a cigar in the front, and I had the baseball bat, and I'm <laughs> holding the baseball bat, and my daughter gets dropped off by some guy, and he sees the baseball bat, and he couldn't <laughs> leave fast enough. Like, mm. He was intimidated. It really wasn't meant to intimidate the guy at all. We, we just happened to be playing baseball. So uh, I mean, listen, if you don't know me, I'm pretty much intimidating enough. I think all her friends are intimidated by me anyway. So Yeah, that's probably I'm, true. I'm all right with that. But, you know, sure. we, don't want, we don't want the girl lying. The right. girl can do whatever yeah. the fuck she wants. We're I never going to know. But listen, I, I, listen, I was just straight up with her. I told her, listen, you want to have a happy social life. You want to be able to do what you want to do. Then you need to understand the parameters of your mother and I. Because they are not the parameters of your friend's parents, right? If you want, if you want to go out on Friday night to movies, okay. I need to know what show you're seeing, what theater you're seeing, what the fuck time that show starts, where you're going right after that show. You're gonna call me when you're getting to where you're going after the show. What time I'm picking you up? 
There's no, and, and if that plan changes in any way, you do not have permission unless you call us and let us know what the fucking new plan is. Right, you got to talk to us first. Right. Yeah. I, I, I... You know, you could work within, yeah, Juan, I, I, I should call fucking Juan. I've been seeking advice from Alex, who's got two boys, and Matt Briggs, who lived the life of, I have no clue what's going on. I don't want to know what the fuck's going on. Wani's got three, Wani's got three Wani, girls. Juan, Juan is the guy I should be fucking calling. I'll tell you what, he's a. I mean, I've never met his daughters, but I, I've talked to Juan extensively, like like personally, one on one. He is a great dad from from at least from talking to him. You know, like he seems like he knows what he's doing. He's got a good handle on things. He's great with kids. He's, I, I would say he'd be the right person to talk to because he seems to have well adjusted children too. You want, you want me to you want me to talk about my parenting experience this week? Yeah, I, I wish I had Alex. So this is a classic. I know it had to be addressed, but it's a classic. Tell me you got the picture there. I, uh, I don't, but I'll get it. Oh. Paul, if I send you a picture, can you upload it real quick? Yeah, it'll take me a second, but yes. Right. Oh. So I want Alex's problems. I want to right. know what it is. I agree. I'm yeah. going to send it. So this week in school, Carmine was in art class. Uh-oh. And in art class, they learned about – I'm sending it to you now, Paul. Okay. They learned about the Mona Lisa – and they're, <laughs> and they're, 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 Paul just saw the picture. And their project in class was they got a sheet of paper and it had the Mona Lisa head. And um, they were to draw the rest of the Mona Lisa. And uh, my son decided it would be a great rendition of Mona Lisa to put tits and a dick on him. Hold on. I'm not there yet. But, <laughs> and, and so. You're going to get kicked off of Facebook for this. That, that was my son's version of, of the Mona Lisa. <laughs> So what, what happened? Did you get a phone call? Um, it is I, art class. So I actually saw the teacher here by chance. You know, the the athletic director of the school is a regular of ours, and the teacher was here to buy him Secret Santa stuff, and she mentioned it to me. Yes, that that is his version of <laughs> balls Why included. Why is smiling? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kids going places man yeah man so yeah this will be saved for purpose too i almost want to get it tattooed on me to be i was just gonna say me. that you need yeah you need to frame it and put it um, on your desk but no she said to me she said look he doesn't do this type of stuff i you know i don't know there was another kid that did it too so i think they just got in cahoots and were trying to be funny but you know we told him it was inappropriate and he felt like absolute shit and i talked to him i did you know the funnier part was like you know, oh trying to yeah i didn't yell at him i'm like so tell me tell me what, what what's going on with it well no that's like her buckle and the bell i'm like dude the, <laughs> listen i said listen okay <laughs> the picture doesn't even go down that line. i pulled up a real picture i said so you want to try again i don't know i don't know what i was i'm sorry and you know so i just i made him feel like shit a little bit but uh you know that's uh I, I guess I'd rather take that than having to deal with boyfriends. And and realistically, when that's you know when he's fifteen, that's that's a classic picture to to bring back up. I want I want to get it framed. Seriously, I, I mean it's so like why is why does she have that smirk on her face? Because she's naked from the waist yes. down, and she's yes. a transvestite. Yes. <laughs> so so that's one of my two classics. My other classic I got from Carmine that I kept is uh, when he lost uh, not his first tooth, but it was like his, one of his second or third teeth. He he swallowed it by accident. So he, he actually uh, he wrote the tooth fairy in IOU. Mm. Uh, I swallowed oh, my tooth. Can you can you please still leave That's me awesome. money? I'll have it in a few days. 
Oh my god. That is you get see, I would get blamed for that. If that was in my house, my wife would have blamed me. I'm sure I would too. There's no blame for that. But no, I'm just but that's what would happen tonight because it's insane in my house. You guys smoking anything today? I'm brulaying it. I'm smoking my number one. I'm smoking my number one cigar of the year for 2021. The Rocky Winter Classic. Speaking of which, I believe we have a surprise guest. I think Rocky will be coming on in a sec part two of the show today. We're going to talk to Rocky Patel about his uh, technical number one cigar of the year. Number one of the year. Number one cigar of the year. Isn't that how like this in the industry is like so funny sometimes, right? Because I remember when Raphael Nodell got number two cigar with Aging Room. It was the year the Cuban Monte Cristo number two got it. And guess what? He he promoted it as the number one cigar in the free world. I remember it. We had him on the show. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying this is this industry, you know, they they take they can, you know, take a second place and turn it around, you know. I don't know. I, I don't know if I disagree with that perspective. As far as I I'm don't concerned. disagree with it, it's kind of interesting. It's an American publication. It's predominantly made for the USA, and the readership. Who gives a shit about a number one cigar they can't buy? Right. Well, I mean, I mean, but, I, my my assumption, my assumption is you're making these ratings, ratings, these advertising bonuses. Um, <laughs> you're making them for consumers to look at and see. Hey, maybe I want to try this. What's the point of reading something they can't get? Well, I mean, in fairness, Abe, half the online media does that. I mean, there was one. I, year, I get it. I just get yeah. silly. I mean, one year, you're the rat, for example. It was on everyone's list, and no one can get their hands on that cigar because it was sent out to the media. Or Steve Sokka, or Paladin de Sokka. Okay. It was sent to the media before everyone else. Listen to me. It happened. I have, I have no problem reading a cigar that's hard to get. But you're reading a cigar that one, they really can't get, and two, ninety percent of what they're going to find out there are fakes anyway. Especially, especially with that cigar, a couple of manufacturers were commenting that that's going to be an easy band to replicate. Yeah. So you're just gonna see Absolutely, and things. and look, and the thing is this too, you know, and that was a good point. A few people brought up, you know, the box date on the cigar that they rated is 2018 cigar. So, okay. so, okay. oh, is that that? Uh, is that the this black is, diamond? Or no, this is this is hasn't been sold yet. This is a diamond crown, one twenty fifth. It's a Cameroon diamond crown. Actually, delicious. JC uh, Newman was a was a, was a big buy. JC Newman was a consensus buy last night, wasn't it? Bobby, Bobby <laughs> Newman. Universal. Universal. Bobby oh, Newman my. was here uh, last week. He gifted me one of these. It's delicious. What are, I have yeah, this. It, I have this lined up for later. I have You're a Cameroon guy too. Right? My personal I am a Cameroon guy. I like Cameroon. You know, I yeah, he loves Cameroon. I gave a couple of those red meat lovers cigars to my guy Dave, who I met last week in Minnesota, who, who's in Australia. So some of them will be making their way back to Australia. Those cigars. Michael, there's no word on when they're releasing that cigar. If you're asking about the uh, Diamond Crown. Did they say they're releasing it, or is it going to be like? Sometimes they it just it hasn't out. been released, and I think right now they're just using it for special things. But I don't know. I hope you release it. But I, if they release it, and they release it like Bat Diamond. Then what's the point? Yeah, it's enough. I mean, Coop, you said you really didn't have a problem with it, though. Them, no, them putting I, I don't have a problem. There. I don't have a problem. It's an. Inter- I mean, look, I understand what Abe's saying that U.S. market's important, but 
it is an international publication. Um, and I don't hear anyone complain when the Cuban doesn't get number one from these companies. And it's kind of funny. Then all of a sudden, why would they? Well, be, there's nothing to I complain about. It, it's well, the CA is great. You know, when their company's listed on Listen the list, to me. How, how great is it? Right? How great a job they do. Yeah. Listen to me. Here's my thing. I don't, I don't have an issue with a number two claiming to be number one if the number one is Cuban. I'm all right with that position. But that's the least of the whole rating problem of Cigar Aficionado's top 25. It's just ridiculous. Like a Principe was on there this, I mean, this year. I mean, it's just like, you know, I, I just don't understand. There, there's no awards that I know of that work like this. I agree. Well, because cigars there, are different. It should be a season. Well, Coop, you don't do it that way, right? I can't. I don't have the bandwidth, but I do. I do think that's like, look, how many times as a cigar we've said it's great, and then suddenly it's not smoking the same, and you know we find out that maybe. Then you know what? Then, then you have. Then you have two things. You have everything that's come out. Oh my God, Paul looks like a different human being without glasses on. <laughs> wait, 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 bro. He looks like a different. It's like Cartoon Superman. I mean, he literally. Oh, no, now take the head off. I didn't recognize take the head off. Right? He's un- oh, Look at that. He's unrecognizable without the glasses. I used to always wear contacts. I've just because gotten lazy and I've gotten wow. eyes to realize. I have big eyes. No, but but you know, it should be like the Oscars or any other thing. Should, look, look, first off, I'm just going to say this: anytime things sound absurd. Let's look at mathematically and logistically, right? So they want to claim that they're including all the cigars in the ring. Boop, I don't give a shit how much you smoke. Are you telling me you're trying every cigar, every made, every year? They're not. That's where the flaw comes down. You know what I'm saying? It's bullshit. But that's literally impossible. But Abe, compared to the Oscars, it's a completely different animal. That's my point. And I, you know, I don't. I think there's something to say if you're producing consistent cigars year after year. The problem is this: they're picking cigars that are consistently good every year, like the Oliva Serie V, like the Padron 1964. I think there's a point where you got to retire it. I mean, I think there's a point where you say, okay, it's one this, it's one a couple of sizes. Then it's a time to retire it. Is my opinion. but now you're making like a clusterfuck of a system. Uh, it could be there for like it had. Well, every cigar has like a six year eligibility, and that's it. You want to give it like an eligibility, like college football. Yeah, it's got five years of eligibility, and then it can't be nominated. It can't be picked anymore. Uh, that, yeah, you're right. It gets complicated, but I just I don't like this. Like, for example, I see these lists come out. Right, a cigar is released December first, and suddenly it's on someone's top twenty-five list. And then I hear a couple of months later, you know, I really shouldn't have rated that cigar that high because it's not smoking the same already. I'm like, you know, how, you know that that's where the other side of the coin doesn't work. In most of these lists, we should just say it's the best new cigar of the year. That's what we should just say. Best new cigar released this year, not Stop best cigar of the year. Comments, um, you know, I I, I also kind of like Jordan. Jordan had a uh, interesting great theory last night. Great yeah. theory last night, and he says, "Look, you know, there's there's kind of a little club of of manufacturers and brands that came about like in the '90s around the same time as uh, as cigar aficionado. And if you look at the list, you know these these manufacturers tend to get the preference in that top ten list. Yep. You know, all the same names are usually in there scattered around. And, That's uh, also called the PCA, the TAA, and every other organization in this industry. Yeah. Right, right. 
Right. The only the only company that was on the list consistently that wasn't in that '90s group was my father. We said they came along later, but you, right. But when Jordan said that, it was an eye opener. Yeah, it was hard to argue. It was hard to argue. He like he, he, he like we know. I've known these companies have been on the list year after year, but the difference was they're all from that '90s group when Aficionado was starting out. My father, my father, listen to me. My father may have not been there, but if you get anointed, you might as well be in it. Right. right, 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 right. He got anointed. Absolutely. He got anointed. Yes, he got anointed. Yeah, I think Nick Malillo is getting close to anointed. He's not there yet, but he will be. I don't think anybody knew will get any of that achievement. Because let's face it, it's all dollars and cents. These other companies have invested millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions, and millions of dollars yeah, over the years. Yeah. Yeah. years. I mean, it's yeah. 30 years. It's, you know, they got to show love to new people, but what Alex is talking about is like, you know, the uh, Illuminati shit. Yeah. And very few of those guys communicate with online media. Is what else you know is they only they communicate with aficionado directly. They cause as long and I was told from one of these manufacturers, we have a thirty year relationship with these guys and we have a friendship and that's how we're gonna do it. So, you know, I've been told that. Sounds a little sad about that, Coop. Um that's well fair. the person who said that to me said I'll never deny you a story. So if you if you kind of call me, he goes, I promise you're gonna not gonna have to wait forty eight hours. I'm not gonna give up who it was. But um you know, I, I was okay with that answer. I mean, I understand if there's a 30-year friendship with someone, you can't just suddenly change it either. I, I get that part, too. It, so, it's the ones that, that don't give us the stuff, which is... The so, problem. the question is... You can't say it's not weighted, because Alex will tell you it's definitely still weighted, right? Rocky, Rocky Sickly was sitting on our shows a little bit collecting dust, and now we're all out of stock. Right. We had to order some more. Yeah. But the difference is it probably used to last three, four, five months now. In about another week or two, no one will be buying Rocky 60s. I mean, or, or, the, the thing will just die down a little bit. I, I don't know what rate, what weight it used to carry, but it still carries weight. I mean, yeah. every year. I mean, every year. I'll tell you what, because in the early days, we used to take all that we carried in stock, the top 25, and we used to send out an e-blast, and you know, we have number one, number three, number five, and it used to sell for a while. Um, we were getting messages from people, hey, our cigar was number five. I'm like, all right. Hey, our cigar's number three. You guys send out an email. Now we're receiving an email for number one. You know, I was busting on their balls, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, But it's kind of the truth. I, I haven't, have you noticed any move on any of the other ones, Alex? Um, a, a little bit. But not not like the number one spot. Yeah, I I got those about three messages this week. Hey Coop, you, do you have a connection to get that H Upman number two? Like like I've already gotten people asking if I know how to get that cigar. And you know I wouldn't say they're people who follow what we do. They're more casuals, but they saw that and they're interested to see if there's a conduit to try to get it. So, you know, it, it care I care it still carries some weight in that end. Listen, I'm I'm going to reiterate my my. Big, my biggest buy of last night again. Buy up as much EPC stock as you can. EPC Allegiance is without a doubt the front runner for Cigar of the Year next year. We know how this works. They've had yep. what two number ones out of four years. Yeah, a number two, a number two, and, two and a number, number yeah, number two and two number yeah. ones. Allegiance are, is, is top three guaranteed. We yeah. know how it works. Yep, I I agreed with you. I, I smoked it last week, and I'm like this. Well, I take a clip of that here, so we can play it next year. Get a snippet of that video. Yeah. 
if it gets if it gets a 92 or higher, it will be in play for number one. And that's part of the that's part of the Illuminati. Yeah, and you know it's interesting because I was asking Jordan last night. He thought EPC was part of the Illuminati. He said yes because going back to Ernesto's ties in Little Havana. Cigar Shadow made La Gloria Cubana. Yeah, yeah. No, I was and thinking more when, of a company. When Ernie yeah. was making, when Ernie was making El Credito, which at the time was like a three dollar and something cigar, he got a 90, 89 rating. Ninety rating. I'll never forget that. I was just getting into cigars. No, Aficionado made El Credito back in the day. That love didn't appear. It's in the Illuminati. Oh, I, I definitely think he's in the Illuminati. I don't know how much you guys looked at the list. Was there any surprises? Because there was one big surprise I thought with the list, and it was the Davidoff number three. Because it's not a publication that's shown a lot of love to Davidoff. And they have given Davidoff a number three once before, but it was like nine years ago. So I, that one's the one I think that surprised all of us. We didn't see that one even placing in the top ten. I can't remember. Are there Davidoff ads in CA? I got to imagine, no. I, I, you would think so, but I can't remember seeing one, but I don't read it that much either. But, you know, I mean, there's certain companies I could tell you without even looking at the magazine in a year. I know they got an ad in that magazine, but I'm not sure. I can't remember seeing a Davidoff one. I'm, I have to experiment now. What Davidoff was on there, Coop? Davidoff, Nic Nicaragua, Diadema. Yeah. Which, a good, a good that cigar came out in 2014. It was the first line extension. Right. So, it's been out there a while. Oh, yeah, number three. Did it, okay. did it suddenly, you know, that's where this gets a little convoluted, because how did this suddenly, was it a better release, you know, this past year? I I can't say that because I don't know where they're pulling these cigars from. I'll, I'll tell you one that that kind of confuses. I, I don't know. I just don't get it. Not, not. I mean, it's a great cigar, but like the Pledge Apogee. It, I, to me, it's just like, are we going to do every size? Of, you know what I mean? Like where, where does the, um, the, the Pledge know, Robusto sure. was number one a couple years ago. Now the Apogee is on the list. And, you know, do we do every size of cigar brand like, a, a line, you know? That's where I kind of say once you rate the, the cigar, and I'm saying the blend in the Vitola, that's why I'm saying, okay, maybe that's where you got to start retiring it. But, right, but, right. but Vitolas will smoke very different. I mean, I can tell you I'm smoking this Rocky Winter, and the Robusto is the one that hands down outperforms all the other sizes. Yeah, but I think like you said, Coop, uh, you know, maybe that's something you go revisit five, six, seven years down the line uh, yeah. because you're doing a list that has no – date reference anyway yeah i mean you know the robusto was number one what three uh th three years ago um well they re they reblend in this case they reblended it yeah so it came out like yeah it, it turned out it came out late in 2020 and it made my 2021 list yeah oh we don't have one anywhere all right you, you want an old one yeah give me an old one if you have an old one yeah what what have we got old well he didn't know what i was looking for so i can't <laughs> he me i was looking for an article who knows <clears throat> You get the inside uh, workings that smoke. Now, now watch him come back. We don't have an old one. Watch. Oh, yeah. I see. Uh, the, I didn't know the knuckle sandwich was on there either. I didn't the see knuckle that. knuckle sandwich made it in there. Knuckle sandwich made it made it on there, yeah. Which uh -huh. is really funny because they, they didn't want they didn't want Guy. That's right. He told us that story in the car. Who didn't want Guy? Guy. Guy. guy, guy guy's, one of Guy's things. He, like, he's been a cigar guy for the majority of his life. He... 
talk to CA people about you know being on the cover or doing a story. They didn't want him. Yeah, well, that's and, and, and and look, and when he talks about, you know, this was like not like you know, hey, I'm Guy Fieri. Like this is like something like as a fan of cigar aficionado, I would really want to do in my life. Yeah. Is, you know, do an interview with cigar aficionado, and they were like, "Nah, we don't do chefs. We don't do celebrity chefs." Yeah, we don't do celebrity chefs. Yeah, that's what they told them. They don't do. I mean, this. Let me tell you, on Coop, he has been one of the biggest stories of the year, traffic wise. This guy's not a celebrity chef. He is a celebrity. I mean, what they they are really missing the boat on that one. If they if that happened, and I, I have no reason to believe why it didn't. Wow. Yeah, he has surpassed the chef. Oh yeah, absolutely. Category. Like like I I, I didn't realize how big he was until double page. Double yeah. page. I mean, I, I sent my my mother. I sent my mother the picture of Guy Fieri from Vegas with me and her, and he was like all over. Like, how did you meet him? Like, you know, he knew who he was. Yeah. By the way, have you had it yet? Have what? Have you had it yet? I haven't had it yet. I had it. It's good. It's, it's good. good. It's very good. It's, it's very like twelve good. bucks. It's not like an edge, is what I'll just tell you. Yeah, it's not yeah, like, it's, yeah. It's, it's edge only in name, hands down. But okay. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I know he's gonna be on the show, but I've been saying it. Rocky's, Rocky's been delivering some very good cigars to the market the last few years. The best stuff yeah. he's delivered by far. Yeah, he has. He's been delivering. He was our company of the year last year. No, I agree with Rock, that. Rocky is OG hustle man. He does yeah, not I, stop I, moving. He doesn't, and uh, you know what? It's uh. Good for him to get uh this is his second number two he's gotten, by the way. He has one other number two. And a lot of people are saying his time's gonna eventually come to get number one. Oh, has he not had a number one? He's not had a number one. He had number he two with the Sandro Maduro. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, he yeah, always, he's always in that that top ten, but he's never yeah, hit a one, huh? A lot of people Rocky? thought this was gonna be yeah. yeah. Rocky Dickey. No, never number one. It was not no, number one. You could ask that him I, that. Not yeah, that I I number one. You want to, want to make that. a signed bid on that? No. Okay. You should know better more than I do. I just. I know. I'm telling you, he hasn't got. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, he hasn't well, gotten number one. What, what did Dickie get that year? Because he got like the highest, almost the highest rating of a cigar ever at the time. At the time, yeah. He was somewhere in the top 10 that cigar landed. Wow. I always thought Dickie made a number one. Oh, the, hard, the only other time he got number two was, and we could, you know, talk to him about this, was the Sun Girl Maduro. Huh. I don't think Rocky's part of the Illuminati. Yeah, sixteen. He got the he got the number two. Number two. Okay. Wow, that surprises me. Another double pager. Yeah. So they're in there. Yeah, this is the article about the this is the article about the cigar they're doing together. Ah, and who's doing together? Uh, Fuente and Padron. The, the one that will be released in 2023. 24, 24. I got to bet with somebody on that. Yeah, it's with Coop. Me. It's with Coop. We're going to have a big ceremony when I win that bet, too. Let me tell you. We're gonna have a, I don't mind segment. losing a bet every now and then. It's good. It's healthy. This, this, this will be, yeah. This hey, will be hey Kevin, Kevin Shahan, thank you very much, man. I saw that. We, we appreciate that for sure. Yes. Yeah. That was awesome. It was and a he, good interview. Absolutely, he was awesome. It's funny, I it was a great. Yeah, he a few times. I, I agree. I, I think if I I agree with Kevin, I think of the interviews that was the best one this year. No, that, that was yeah. a, he. You know, guys. And Rocky was the best one in twenty twenty one. The first you know, back I, in the it, I find it very funny, aficionado. Aficionados had a long, long standing rule. Now maybe they changed it. 
but retailers weren't allowed to advertise an aficionado. I don't know if anybody's ever noticed that. But I've seen Holtz. Though, I've seen Holtz advertising there. Is okay, that so, hold on. They did this thing for a while, and obviously it's not there anymore because I don't see them doing it because it probably didn't pan out. But they were selling like a news story, Lounges of America. So they had like two pages of like lounges, and you could advertise your lounge as advertising, but it was really like the, the story. Article. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen a Holtz ad because. In all my years early on, I was shocked one time when there was an ad for a cigar, this website. It was actually owned by Michael Fry. And um, I, this, this is like the second one I've ever seen. Yeah, the Holtz one made, was on their webpage. Yeah. So, but you can't see what the ad is. Yeah, I don't know, but here's the thing. I actually Eight loud in Las Vegas. Yeah, because I had a conversation with Holtz, someone from Holtz. They, they tried to hit me up for advertising, and they wanted me to like review their cigars. I'm like, you know, and not get any money. I'm like, it doesn't work. Like, you're paying for money for aficionado. I, you know, so why, why, why do I have to go for free? But, but yeah, I, um, if you're talking about advertising on the web, I don't know about that, but there's been a long standing rule in the magazine publication that retailers were not allowed. All right. Wait a minute here. But, you oh. know, Hold up. Holtz has a, obviously Holtz has a manufacturing ties as well as, uh, so it wants a JR, and there is a manufacturer tie with that. Too. I haven't seen a JR or Holtzad aficionado. And I'm not saying yeah. they're happy. Holtzad, I've definitely seen it on the website, though. That one I've definitely the seen. The website it. I'm not talking about. I'm talking strictly a publication. Yeah. Hey, um, wait a minute. Hold up. Paul. Yeah. Or who's got the list up? I have it. What was number 20? Number 20 was Casa Magna Colorado Robusto. It's fantastic this year. And what was the number one cigar of 2008? Oh, well, that I got to go back to. Yeah, it was that you. one. It was that Magna one. Colorado Robusto. Yeah. How the hell does that work? Yeah. So let me explain this. I'm going to talk about that one. The highest <laughs> score that we gave on Cigar Coop, the highest score we gave on Cigar Coop in the last 12 months was that Casa Magna Colorado Robusto. It was smoking better than it was in 2008. That's just our opinion. So we couldn't believe how good it was smoking. And it was several members of our team felt the same way. Um, if anything, it should have been number one because it was that good. But there was whatever it is, maybe the tobaccos, maybe they did a, the tobaccos were better. So, but here now you really open up a can of worms. You know, when you have a, uh, the same cigar, same cigars on the list twice, I mean, same cigar, know. same Vitola, yeah. And yeah, it's not yeah. But how many times have you seen, well, the, the, the crop of tobacco is not as good, right? Because they, they had too much rain or whatever. Or maybe they just had a problem with the fermentation cycles. Well, I mean, and that's it, all that all plays in is what I'm saying. It's I agree, saying. but I mean, according to them, this cigar dropped, uh, you know, 20 rating points. That's it went from number one to number 20. They should be, you know, what did it do in between that is the question. That's where this gets, a, like I said, gets crazy. That's what I'm saying it gets, you know, and and wild. I can't I can't validate what year they smoked from that one either. So, guess who didn't have? Uh... Whoa. What the fuck is this? Two magazines in one. Um, I guess we didn't have an ad this uh, publication. Oh, Davidoff. Mm. Not one. I was looking for a Davidoff ad. Well, they have they have in the past given top threes to companies without ads. And, and no, I I get it. Yahi got a number two one year. But 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 those are the companies who usually don't get a lot of repeat exposure 
I think I, I've heard the theory about the advertising. I, I know all the arguments. I think it's more about the relationships that they have and how they that's how these cigars end up getting. Okay, rated so I believe ranked. it's a formula that's a combination of both. Yeah. If, if yeah, certainly if they're giving like exclusive access, like first they go get the exclusive access to the news, right? They, you know, and then after that, they, they'll review those cigars with priority. And then suddenly you see those cigars on, on the list. You know, and I can I can go down a list of companies that fell into that boat and never had advertising. My my biggest thing is uh, we, we talked oh about my the God. is credibility. What do you got, Abe? I was I was like, where the fuck is our ad? I forgot we don't advertise this. But <laughs> for all right, an aficionado. Yeah, I was looking at the wrong magazine. I guess I was wrong. What? Look at that Corona. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny. It's advertised as premium whiskey bars. So yeah. I mean, so Alan Rubin, who you know, I, I hate his comments, but yeah, he said he doesn't think they like to advertise a retail website. But I guess you can get yeah, your lounge, your lounge we, in there. We have something called curated content, though. Sometimes where it's not a banner ad, but it's a it's a write up we do that that's sponsored, and it's done in it's done throughout the industry, but industries, not just our industry. So we do some of that sometimes, and, and you'll you'll see that from time to time. We call it curated content. I, I don't know. The whole Dunbarton thing rubs me the wrong way. And I know Kevin Shahan was talking about it the other day. And I, I just, it just bothers me that there's that unspoken rule that he'll never be. I don't, it doesn't bother me. I like but, it. But yeah, that's fine. And there's, so it's, I, it's not like credibility goes out the window to me. No. We, wouldn't, we wouldn't get their cigars. I'm exposed right. to so many different cigars because of this show, because being you know associated with this show, cigars that I never would have been exposed to before, even though I, but, I still smoke. That's what's while. happened, Paul. Guys like Coop and Dojo and the, the HBTC guys, they've become the outlet for most right. people. Saka. I, I don't I don't I don't think the new generation is getting cigars. I, mean, I, I didn't show you, I show you how thin that right. book was. And listen, with with all due respect to Steve Saka, could you Imagine the whining that would ensue if he got a number, <laughs> if he got a number one cigar of the year. Uh, they, well, if he uh, got number two, you know, number one. Can I correct you both on that? Can we just think about the whining, no matter what rating he got? Right, twenty-five. Could have been. He could have got. He could have got an eighty-seven <laughs> or a number two. It's yeah. the, oh God! Right. One, why they picked it. One, it affects him too much. You can't keep up. One, it's not a good enough score. <laughs> right, Just right. Like the one way or the other. <laughs> Yeah, the whining's coming either way. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, I, we but, got number one. I can't. We just can't uh, make them. Terrible. Uh, giving Steve's, up. Steve's <laughs> laughing. Right. He doesn't need to go to aficionado. Look at the look not. at yeah. the way the online media has embraced this guy. Right. And he's making good cigars on top of it, which Dude, is helpful. Right. Look at the way he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. <laughs> I mean, this guy has embraced online media better. I'm telling you, I, I found Steve Saka on a damn mob podcast. I swear to God, I sent the link to Abe. I mean, the guy is everywhere. But but you got to remember that's how he started too. He believes in this medium. Absolutely. Yeah, he does. And he I executes mean, he's very, it well. He's very supportive of us. It's look, just, he'll, he'll hold our feet to the fire on it too. I'm not going to say you know he's he'll be rough on us. It's certainly you know. That's I'm just saying like I feel like I've I've grown in in my palate both because of my my wine exposure and because of this show with cigars that I would I consider at least two of his cigars and my top ten favorite cigars and I smoke a good mix of different types of cigars like that's one thing Al i always say to alex like 
I, I always have go-tos, but I force myself, even though I know I'm going to like something and I like to stick with it, I force myself to try new things because who knows what else is out there. And they still rank within my favorite cigars. And that in my head, like, I feel like I know a little bit of something, at least what I, what my taste is, what I like out there. It just pisses me off that, uh, that, they, that the so-called the publication doesn't acknowledge it. Alan. With all due respect, Saka asking them not to review his cigars is like quitting before you know you're about right, to Right, exactly. It, that's ridiculous. Is that true, though? Would he like? Yeah. That's what he says. It's, it's, like, quit, it's like quitting when you're about to get fired. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you didn't see my comment? No. About Saka's uh, wallet? Oh, yeah, yeah. Their agreement? Uh, they, yeah, they reach a mutual agreement. The mutual agreement is they don't like him. Saka don't give a fuck. That's that the was great. Abe, that, was, that was great, Abe. That's the truth. Sure. Good for him. He doesn't, like I said, he doesn't really need it. You know, it's, and look, Sock has figured out the other half of the game. It's the half world consensus, right? Which is get, it has a lot of a pull, right? Yeah. He he sends out his cigars at a particular time of the year, right when the lists are starting to get formed. And guess what? Everyone gets a Steve Socker sample and they put it to the top of their queue and they review it, right? Listen to me. Here's the reality of the situation is. The more his company grows, the more popular he gets as he continues to make consistently great cigars, the more negatively it just reflects on for cigar aficionado. Yes. 100%. No way does it make Steve look bad. It makes a publication that won't acknowledge his existence look bad. I mean, look, it's the same publication that doesn't acknowledge Nick Perdomo either. I was just going to ask right. that. That's another. That's another big one. I'm, they will. Ra- they'll rate him from time to time in terms of they'll review a cigar, but um, that's about it. They won't put him on the top twenty-five. They make it no less. Perdomo tenth anniversary Maduro was an absolute monster over the last couple of years, and it was a very good cigar. So I that one. That's one where they totally are missing out on like probably some of the best work that Nick did. I think Nick the last three years has been knocking it out of the park. But even you, Coop, you would even if you don't like a person, you'll still be objective about the cigar itself if you're reviewing it. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and vice versa. If I like the person, yeah, that's it, credibility it, to me. If I, this so-called largest publication can't be objective about the ratings, and the ratings mean absolutely nothing to me. Well, we, we all pay attention to the ratings. Let's not kid ourselves. We everyone, in fact, we're talking about this. Is I mean, we're we're talking about it because it's out there. But I've never, but even before I came to the show, I never, I never looked in the top cigar. I remember going into shops and be like, "This was the number one cigar of the year." And I, like, I, I, nice. uh, once again, I've said this before. I, 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 I hate the way ratings are. There's like a four point spread that you, you know, ninety three to 80, you hit eighty eight, you fell off a cliff. There's like literally four numbers that you can land where you're in decent which, shape. Which right. I really find interesting because when, when we did the Connoisseur Club, right? You know, roughly 250 or 300 people reviewing cigars at some point, right? Do you know like the highest score achieved, I think, was like an 8.1 out of 10? So I a little more than eight point one. Nothing got close to eight point five. But I think I mean do I don't do the math real quick. It's early. So two years, twenty four months times five cigars is what? Well, you you have sixty you have sixty cigars a year. Six okay, so one hundred and twenty cigars. Right. I I think of those maybe twenty cracked eight. And it's probably wow. less. And and what's ironic is my partner Aaron Loomis has uses a similar point scale he gets crucified over using that point set so 
Yeah, I just, you know, in what world is like 88 not a good score? Shit, if I got 88 on a test, I'd great. (laughs) The Barstool Pizza guy, when the Barstool Pizza guy gives out an 8, it's like one of the greatest ratings in the world. You give an 8. Change your business. An 8, Dave Portnoy changes your business Business. forever if he hits you with an 8. Yep. I think I think his rating system is a little more legitimate. I just don't know where it got so so condensed Dude. into like four or five numbers with cigars. Because at the end of the day, the list has to create some excitement. The number 88, 89, 90 is not that exciting. You know, I mean, 88, 89 is not that exciting. So you got to edge it up. And then what do you do? You say no one's ever scores above a 90. So you got to do a 91. Then you got to do an 80. And once you get like a 94, you give somebody a 94, 96. Well, you've made that window now. So, you know, anything below, anything that starts with an eight is not an exciting score anymore. Right, but, you know, the, the other problem side is, like- The problem is, it, it's how many times that field is hit. If they've only given 10 cigars over a 90 in all the years they've been out, then an 80 is a great score, 80, 90. But yeah. if every year you have multiple 90 cigars, then that's what happens. That's why you said, I mean, David Port, there are some nines on his list. They're like fucking yeah. legends, right? right? right. Very right. few. But like you said, if you get an 8-1, forget about it. You you won for the day on his list. Eight or eight, and eight you can one. never you can never be a 10. Ever. He's never, you got to be perfect. You got to be perfect, you gotta be perfect yeah. to get a 10. I mean, and how – you know, I get these companies, they, they, they come to me and they want me to review their cigars, but they've already gone to like smaller outlets, and they get these like 96s and 97s, and then they come to me. And they get an 88, and they're in, like, shock. There's this scoreflation that's happened in the online media where these scores right. have just been elevated to re- level. I mean, 97 is, like, that's, like, 97% perfect we're talking about. Here. Right, right. I mean, what world, like, what world do we live in that anything below 94 is a disappointment these days? I mean, that's that's what I don't understand. Yeah, that's what Alex is saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's take a quick break because I think we got a guest coming on. We yep, do. We got a quick break. We'll be back right after this break with Rocky Patel. We're going to talk about his number one non Cuban rated cigar of 2022 right after this. Keep it lit. <laughs> Phenomenal. 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 Explore the unexplored with St. Louis Ray Carenas. Set sail to discover an extraordinary Honduran cigar deeply anchored in tradition. The St. Louis Ray Carenas features a Nicaraguan wrapper cloaked over 100% Honduran tobacco that make up the binder and filler. The St. Louis Ray Carenas, in the Toro size, received a 93 rating in Cigar Aficionado and was featured in their illustrious Top 25 Cigars of 2021 list. The St. Louis Ray Carenas is available in four different sizes, a Robusto, Toro, Bellicoso, and Magnum. So get ready to take a trip back in time to experience the heritage of St. Louis Ray with the St. Louis Ray Carenas. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat. 
even if you do not inhale. Honest Dave here from Smoking Cigars. It is that time of year again, the Great Smoke 2023 Mardi Gras Madness. If you're wondering why everybody last year was calling it the best cigar event in the country, it was evident the day tickets were on sale. VIP tickets sold out in one day. That's right. They are all gone. Don't message us. Don't PM us. I'm sorry. There's nothing we could do. But there are still plenty of general admission tickets and virtual tickets. Once again, we'll be offering this event virtually as well as live. So for those of you who can't make it down, you'll be able to enjoy the festivities from the comfort of your own home. Michael Herklotz, Kim Keeney, and Paul DeGracco will be returning to be your co-hosts for your virtual experience. Whether you're coming down live or we're going to be enjoying the event from the comfort of your own home, your ticket price includes this epic package. It's one of our greatest Great Smoke packages in the history of this event. Over $400 worth of product and great swag for the low cost of $165. If you're coming down live, you'll get your package the day of the event. If you order your virtual ticket, they'll start shipping weeks prior to the event in early March. For those of you coming down, we have four full epic days of fun. We start off with Drew Estate and Jonathan Drew. Thursday night, our headquarters here in Boynton Beach. Friday night, two events. Steve Saka here at headquarters and Evan Darnell once again returns to host our pre-event dinner with the Red Meat Lovers Club going off the top this year. I've seen the menu. It'll be up on the site soon. Incredible dinner. And our host, feature host this year, Michael Herklotz of Ferio Tego Cigars, who's made a very special cigar, especially for those attending the pre-event dinner. Saturday morning, we are starting early with the first ever tailgate party being hosted by the, the distinguished Ruffius and Eric Espinosa. There'll be a very special cigar made exclusively for that event for the first 100 attendees who go to the tailgate party. And of course, the main event will be Saturday afternoon. And then that night, after the main event, you can head back to our headquarters here. We'll have the man himself, Boofy Matt Booth, Room 101 Cigars, capping it all off with a beautiful Sunday brunch once again before everybody goes home from what we hope will be another historically, epically fun weekend. Do not hesitate. Tickets are selling this year faster than ever. Go to www.thegreatsmoke.com and get your live general admission ticket, your virtual ticket if you're going to enjoy it from home, and tickets for either the dinner or the brunch. Epic time. We can't wait to see you all there. The Great Smoke 2023. Mardi Gras Madness. Welcome back to our number two of KMA episode number 42. We are broadcasting live with South Florida with the whole gang. We've got the Italian Scallion, the Goat, and Cooper and joining us. It looks like from the depths of his home, we'll have to ask him, is the man himself, Rocky Patel. Rocky, welcome to KMA Talk Radio. Great to be here, eh? Good morning. Uh, happy holidays to everybody. And uh, thank you for everything you guys do to promote this beautiful cottage industry of ours that we call Premium Cigars. Thank you. Are you in the office? No, I'm at home. Okay. Is that your dad behind you? Uh, yeah, he is. He's working on a computer. I don't know. Can you really see him? Hey, hi, Mr. Patel. There you go. There he is. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, Rock, congratulations. You know, um, I mean, look, that's taken away from it, but in your head, do you feel like you've won number one cigar of the year? 
Well, I mean, you know, we're listen, we're happy and proud uh, to be honored with this, uh, uh, you know, great um, selection by Cigar Aficionado. Um, I mean, there's so many great cigars out on the market. Of course, it feels good. Uh, you know, I'm very, very happy for all the people at our factories in Nicaragua. I'm very happy for Amilcar, my partner in Nicaragua that lives uh, in Esteli and works so hard to make consistent, great quality cigars. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, after 26 years of working in this industry, uh, you know, it would be nice to have the number one cigar. I haven't had one yet. We had one in Europe with the Cigar Journal. Um, now we had uh, a, a number two before with the Sangro Maduro. And, uh, you know, the fact that these cigars are readily not available, I'm talking about the Cuban cigars, uh, they've dried up. I was in Heathrow, uh, duty-free shops are empty. I was in Frankfurt, they're empty. Uh, as you know, the supply chain for those cigars is just not there. Uh, you know, they don't have enough wrapper in Cuba right now. Unfortunately, they got, they got hit by the hurricane. The farmers are growing other crop. And, uh, you know, um, the, the selected few cigars that they do produce go to China. So uh, for, for the real consumer out there who has the opportunity to enjoy some of the finest cigars in the world, uh, we're, 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 we're proud and happy that we can share the, the 60th anniversary uh, the 60th of my birthday uh, with everybody. And so, yeah, it feels good. I mean, it kind of feels like we got the number one, but we really got number two. I think in retailers' minds, we all feel like it's number one. De facto number one, absolutely. I, I, really, I mean, that's how we look at it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, for, for anybody that tells you your ratings don't matter, uh, within the first, I think, 20 minutes, I think we had like something like, Four hundred and seventy thousand dollars in orders, and sure. uh, it was crazy wow. how many boxes. I mean, people were just going berserk on, on calling. Uh, but uh, you know, unfortunately, we don't have the supply for the demand. Uh, we're going to try and catch up on it. Um, we did roll quite a few cigars in the cigar special because it ages for two years in Esteli before we, we we actually ship it. We built a separate building next to the factory to store two and a half million cigars specifically the 60 and the age limited and rare and we're going to stick true to our word so uh, uh you know we have a limited amount of cigars uh i think the next batch will probably be coming in from the factory around june uh, so it's going to take that long i think right now we've only got about a couple thousand boxes of each size in the 60 uh and that's all we have that, that's the problem is no one's ever really prepared by the time they right. get it by the time they yeah. catch up it's like you know that, that yeah. the train is gone. That, I, I think it affects everybody, and I think the people who try to rush it always end up getting hurt. So yeah, it, it's. Uh, I mean, we, we. I had Alex and I both had that cigar first at your birthday party. At your 60th birthday party. That's right. That's right. Yep, that's where we kind of released it. You know, it was yeah. uh, it was the first time we actually brought it out to market. I mean, it wasn't bar market. It was my party, uh, and then we brought it out to market. So. Yeah, I love this cigar. I think it's very, very special. Uh, you know, it's a blend I worked on for a very, very long time. And um, uh, we're, we're proud of it. And I'm glad that Cigar Aficionado actually, uh, you know, uh, bestowed the honor to us with the number two rating. And uh, I woke up with a tear in my eye. And uh, I was just happy for the whole family, everybody that works so hard in our company, uh, everybody in the farms and Nicaragua. I mean, the passion that everybody has, as you know, we're very, uh, you know, uh, we pay a lot of attention to detail and perfection, and it does not happen automatically, 
very driven about it. Uh, you know, we get into uh, a lot of screaming matches sometimes. And, uh, you know, because if we get one cigar that doesn't have the right draw, I'm calling Amilka like, there's a reason we have draw test machines. Well, how did this happen? Uh, you know, uh, why is the color not right on this cigar? You know, who's on quality control watching this? And so, you know, we're just, just, you know, it, it's just something. It never, that it never ends, Rock. It never yeah. ends. Yeah. Never, yeah, it doesn't end. It doesn't end. So. Let me ask you something. Do you ever, as a manufacturer, smoke a cigar you're about to release and the thought of this is going to be a top 10 cigar into your head? Do you even think of that at all? That was my exact question I was thinking of. I, I, yeah, I wanted from a guy like Rocky, like, do you ever uh, think that? Your question, Paul. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you have to. I mean, I smoke all the competition too, only because I get tired of smoking my own cigars. I really do. And, and you know, there's so many other good cigars out in the marketplace who want to enjoy them. And so when I'm blending a cigar, I'm not blending a cigar to say, oh, is it going to sell? You know, is this, is this something, oh, that most people will smoke because it's medium and, and, you know, it'll fly and people will like it because it's not too rich and it's not too mild. No. We want to make a cigar that has character, that is different, that you smoke, that I smoke. And I just go, wow, this is special. This is uniquely special. And so, yes, that did happen to me with the decade, and it came true. It did happen to me with the, the Edge. The Edge never got the ratings and the accolades, but I thought the Edge was a special cigar. It had you the numbers. I'll tell you that. Edge got your numbers, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it got us numbers. It never got the accolades, right? And maybe because it was too inexpensive, I never figured out why. And it had 50% Panamanian tobacco and tobacco that nobody ever used before. Uh, so that one felt special to me. The Sangro Maduro felt, uh, I felt very special about that cigar that did get the accolades. And then after that, um, you know, I thought the age limited rare was very special. Uh, it ended up in the top. 10, but it never got the major accolades and I thought that cigar was very special and then I thought the 60 was special and now out of all the new products uh, I think the edge uh, anniversary uh, is fantastic might be a little too spicy and peppery for most it seems like being on the road the last two weeks when it was released some people really like the DBS and some people like the edge so it's kind of half and half so I'm not sure uh, you know, the DBS has more of that caramel coffee, uh, you know, note kind of rounded, roasty. Uh, and then you know, the edge has more of that sweetness from the Hamastron, but it's got that lingering spice and pepper, that uniqueness, and it's got that edge profile. So, but uh, I, I felt special about the 60. I thought the 60 was definitely special. I thought that uh, it's a cigar that everybody could enjoy and love. And it, it's got that rich kind of cocoa and, 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 and it's got that. You know, it's got that Nicaraguan, but it's also got that uh, San Andreas Mexican flavor uh, with the balance of some broadleaf in the binder. It, it, it's, it's very well-rounded, and because of the age, it's so subtle. That it's so smooth that you still get that character, even though it's aged so long. I, I, I want, you, are you going to end up feeling like the Susan Lucci of the cigar industry? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. I uh, hope not. You know, but uh, listen, from where we came, we're so proud. I mean, listen, I, you know, I didn't have a legacy. I didn't have a grandfather in the business. I didn't have, uh, you know, family history. We came from nothing. We literally started out of my garage in Venice, California with three employees and 
we've just worked hard and there's a lot to learn in the industry and we've been learning as we go along and um, I'm lucky to have learned from some great cigar manufacturers out there that we just tried to implement everything that we saw that different people do and and try to implement the strictest you know practices and and stay true to our word about making a great quality product and yeah everything else comes and you know the company gets successful but at the end we don't sacrifice those those qualities that matter and that's what we're working on and now we're getting ready to you know uh, we've got our own farms in esteli we have our own farms in condega now we're getting ready to have some of our own farms in hamastron uh, we're getting ready to build a new factory in nicaragua and, um, and possibly one in honduras so uh, you know, wow. We're, we're wow, good for you. Getting there, you know, getting there slowly. How many of our younger listeners do you think had to Google Susan Lucci in that time? <laughs> <laughs> I but, certainly know Susan Lucci. Uh, uh, you and me both. My mom watching General Hospital. <laughs> I bet you probably half had to Google who she was. Yeah. Well, listen, if, if you constantly expect, listen, I've said it from day one. Hands down, one of the hardest, if not the hardest working guy in this industry. I've seen it. I witnessed it. I witnessed this for many years. I'm glad to see you. You're still working hard, but I'm glad to see you enjoying yourself a little more. I see you traveling a lot, dancing at weddings. Good <laughs> stuff. I need to ask, how's the love life? Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good right now. So good? Yeah, Did, good. Oh, good. good for you, man. Wasn't good that time we were going to get Rocky on a date? We were going to do the dating? We were trying yeah. to. We were trying to get this was a great it would have been a great historic episode. This is going back probably five years. <laughs> yeah. But we were trying were you in on this, Paul, or was it before you? No, I think it was right when I was starting, you wanted to do a dating game. Yep. We, we were trying to find a dating service that would help us organize it to really try to match up Rocky. And then we were gonna do like the dating game episode live on KMA radio, and it just never came to fruition, but it, it would have been great. We could still do it. Where were you guys all these years that I mean, <laughs> I mean it's really hard to find magnificent dates when listen, you have cigar shops. You know, that's not I, the right. place that uh, listen, it, it's really it's really, you know, been a long time now, so I can tell you the truth. We sent three companies to your profile that said, No, we can't do this guy. <laughs> no, not true. I'm kidding. I believe it. No, but listen, I'm glad. I'm very happy for you, Rocky. You deserve it. I, I got you know, we talked about it at the PCA. I'm happy for you, man. Good well, listen, I, I'm so proud of everything you guys do for the industry and not only the show, uh, you know, the, the big event that's coming up here in February that's exciting. I think it's one of the greatest events uh, in you. our industry. And uh, Abe, you're a marketing genius. I still owe you a date where you're going to come here in Naples with your lovely wife. and Wait for uh, the invite. Come spend the weekend with Randy and, and give us some good ideas. You're always full of great ideas on what we can do, not only to promote our company, but to promote Cigar Rights of America. How do we get more membership involved so that we can protect our future against taxation, uh, you know, against anti-smoking regulations? So all of that stuff. So uh, I, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm back in February uh, and uh, we'll plan something in February, March. and love to have you and Brandy over. Yep. Let us know, pal. Listen, thank God. I know it's your Saturday morning. Go back to relaxing and having fun. We wanted to congratulate you. Talk a little bit about yeah. the, your cigar rating and uh, keep up the great work, Rock. We love you, buddy. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rock. Thank you. Yeah, Rocky, great love job. you guys out there. Thank you very much. And uh, keep up the good work and look forward to seeing you guys sooner than later. Thanks, Rock. Peace. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, buddy.
What a what a great guy. He's well, always so cool a, when he comes on the show. For a guy who's sixty, I wish I had the energy he had. Oh God! <laughs> I, honestly, yeah. I mean, he. I'll never forget. It might have been the second or third great smoke. It was one of the ones where we had the, the Gaddis Coley guy, but he literally had done like two events in a row. Was and then had an event the night before the Great Smoke. Nimish pulls up in a car and Rocky's lying in the back seat asleep because they hadn't even gone to bed yet. They were out at the event the night before. They went out, came. This guy like was nonstop back in his games. I mean, really like like a road warrior Hall of Fame. Yeah, he was. I don't want to say he's the first road warrior, but he's certainly in that first batch of road warriors that was out there. And really kind of else, to aggressive. Hold on, who else was a road warrior you think that was like Rocky back in the day? I think Nick was doing a lot of events. Perdomo? Yeah. Nowhere close. I think Rocky was doing like 15 to 20 cigar events yeah. a month and not like in one state. I mean, don't get me wrong, Perdomo worked hard and, and, and whatever, but I, I, I saw nobody to his caliber. He was really like a maniac. Maniac. You know? I mean, I mean, it could be, but I, I, I was around in retail, and you know, I mean, Nick, Nick doesn't say no, and he always likes promoting. But Rocky was just a beast, man, beast. He was never around. And, and listen, I'm just going to tell you by default, the reason why I can do that is Rocky was single, not married, right. and then have no kids. Kid. Nick is such a family guy. There's no way you could do Rocky's schedule and be the family man that Nick is just by default. Right, just that's by a fair point. Yeah. By default. So, all right. Well, you know, we should have done Name That Jam with Rocky. Should have, oh, should have had him on. Should have had him on. But anyways, uh, let's do a quick – do we have one ready on this week? It's on the sheet? All right. Yeah, we got, yeah we're good. We're yeah. going to test our – Alex is going to test our musical acumen with Name That Jam, sponsored by Avo Cigars. <laughs> week again you got a rare one so it's not necessarily a rare one but this might this might be a little tough he's trying I, to stump coop i'm trying Alex, to stump coop but i don't know this might this coop might be able to get this right away this might be hard for you song, then. One for coop, one I, for I, us. that's what I, alex, even when alex picks a popular song he'll pick the most obscure part of it yeah all right so maybe i'll start doing two because I, I gotta get coop stumped once in a while <laughs> all right you, you'll, you'll get you'll stump me here all right here we go Oops, got I, it. This one I know, but I, I got this one. I got this also this 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 is also a shout out to our good friend Dr. Lee Cohen. This is like his favorite song as well. I oh, really? know, I yeah, know this loves. song. Now I'm trying to figure it out. Well, see, I knew it's it's knowable, and I, I yeah, I figured Coop would have got this one. But I, know, I mean, I, I mean, it's it's not a lot. There's not a lot to go on here, but it's enough. The baseline's a giveaway on this yeah, one. Yeah, it is. It is. Our we have a lot of guesses here. Play it again for for a well. All right, here we go. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Coop? Rubber Band Man by the Spinners. Coop knows. 
That's what all the, the yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing. yeah, what's I'm a lot doing, of people got I'm it though. Two. So. First of the year, I'm doing two. I gotta, I gotta stop. Great song. What I've a never heard right. that song in my life. Are you what? Me? Okay, so, I, probably... so I without a doubt heard that song, didn't know the name of it, and didn't know who sang it. Like, there are certain genres if you go into, you'll stump me. Like, if you go into country or hip hop, I'm weaker. Sure, but, but I mean, yeah, you know, that's probably a little unfair. Country, I wouldn't even know a song. I, I put, but yeah, I, 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 I love, I love both types of music, you know, but I'm just not as deep with those. No, I want to stump you in your realm, though. That's what makes yeah, it fun. Yeah, that's in my realm. But someone said, someone said nine to five. That was an interesting answer. The baseline, I, I actually, for a second, was doubting myself. It was the rubber band. <laughs> it was a good answer too. That that was a guy who didn't know what song it was, but from the riff said, "Oh, this." I mean, that was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah, very good answer. Yeah, could have been nine to five ish. It could. <laughs> I, I can see it. Yeah, but I kind of have heard Rubber Bandman enough, probably where I'm like, yeah. Because I mean, that's that's my wheelhouse. Of well, late Paul and I once again could not name that jam. Coop, you are going to be the master of this segment. I'll, I'll get Coop. The day yeah, uh, you can get me, trust me. I, I I'll lay up. you'll get me on a layup too one week. The so. day Alex does like the most obscure Billy Joel song in the world, I can almost guarantee I'll I'll get it. But other than oh, that, I, got, I don't know. I'll, I'll work. That with sounds Alex. like a challenge, I'm, Alex. I'll, I'll work with Alex on it. I I got one. I, got I know one. his catalog so well. I got one for that. Uh, that was been Midnight Jam, brought to you by the fine folks over at Avo Cigars. So. Did you see Billy Noel's uh, going to tour with Stevie Nicks next year? I heard oh, wow. something. Oh, I didn't wow. actually see like an official. It's an official announcement. I believe it's been officially announced. Yeah, that's going to be a weird pairing. <laughs> Speaking of performing, oh yeah, we didn't get to this. Did you turn down an opportunity to perform recently, Paul? It would have been my first real performance since since I've lived in South Florida. Well, let's define what you're calling real. Oh, well, I mean, like a stage performance, I guess I would consider, you know, like theater. Like at where? A high school or? No, no, it's a it's a regional theater here. You know, it's not like a, a union job or anything like that. It's it's like children's theater type stuff. But I have some friends that I used to do a lot of work with up in up in New York and and they live in Boynton now. And they're trying to help a local theater out here in the Wellington area. And they're doing a fundraiser and they own a version of Frosty the Snowman that they that they wrote and put together and did all the music for and uh they had asked me to play Frosty. Why? Because you fit the costume? No, because I'm the one person they've been down here for like a year. So I'm the one person that they know that can sing and and you know has been on stage, I guess. Oh, it's been your calling. How do you turn this down? Right. That's, That's an iconic I role. That's an iconic role Frosty for, the Snowman. <laughs> it's an icon I I've uh Paul Paul in the second he was asked, instantly saw me, Alex, everybody is smoking in the audience as he was singing for Frosty the Snowman. Said, I, nope, but. I also I also have a lot of family stuff going on where I, I have to go back to New York in January a couple of times, maybe spur of the moment. So I didn't want I don't want to be the guy that commits to something. If I commit to something, I commit to it. I don't want to like, you know, <laughs> on on the you know, the day before the performance, have to fly out and, and not, you know, leave them hanging. So without exaggeration, without exaggeration, Paul could be the most indecisive person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I said no. I said no. 
I'm just telling Paul is so afraid to make a fucking decision. The interview it wasn't even an interview process, but the process of Paul coming to KMA was a three week long process, maybe longer of Paul just doubting himself, not wanting to do it. No, I should no, going back and forth, back and forth. It was like we're crazy retarded. It was more because I didn't I didn't know about you. And then I had watched some of the shows after Matt had introduced us. And I was like, oh, this guy looks difficult. I honestly it was I I this 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 I I didn't want to put myself in a situation where it was going to be, uh, you know, you were going to be a pain in the ass. An abusive relationship. Yeah, and here I am. And here you are. Later. <laughs> I, I I actually just took on a, a kind of pretty big commitment for myself starting January second. Um, so I entered into the just Chess dot com twenty twenty three daily chess tournament. Um, there's like nineteen thousand people in this tournament, but the way it works, you know, the first round you'd be playing. I'll be playing 22 games simultaneously in daily chess, which is you have 24 hours to make a move. But Why? yeah, I'll be playing on 22 different boards. Well, why not? Why not? You know, the, the the tournament itself has a huge timeout rate. It's just a lot for people to keep up with. 20 It's painful. It is, but you know, it's just uh, one of those things I wanted to do. You know, I don't, I don't know if I'll have the time to keep up. You know, luckily you have 24 hours to make a move. But you know, if you don't make a move within that day, you miss a board. You're you're out. You're, you're hit for that game. So uh, interesting. Sounds like your work schedule is going to take a hit. Uh, my shits might be five, ten minutes longer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never notice. <laughs> it's so funny. We have this thing now. It's called I got to take a Tavella. You know, when I got to go to the bathroom. Hey, Ben, he's my healthy bowel movements. Seriously. I, every, every time I look for him, I, I go to his desk. He's not there. I just text him. Shitter. He goes, yep. Well, how many times a day do you go to the bathroom? Minimum two. Most two, times. three times a day. Wow, that seems like a lot. In an eight-hour work shift. That's a healthy. That's not a day. I mean, dude, I'm here. I'm here from ten to six. Essentially, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner gets eaten at the shop. So, a meal, a shit. I really don't think the problem with eight hours is. I I really don't. Somebody Google with the I feel like the first bowel movement is removing, you know, yesterday's leftovers. The coffee. Yeah. You get one bowel movement for coffee. That doesn't right. count as a I real mean... <laughs> But then one more during the day is like enough too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean maybe two, but three three is when I'm having a rough like you know, they Bro, that's three before six PM. Yeah, but that's usually I... the last one. It's usually the last one. Do you have your first cup of coffee here? I'm gonna put it this way. Uh, no, I have my first coffee at home, but it's it's that lighting of the first cigar which initiates with the oh, second no. coffee. But uh, it's it is without a doubt the ratio of uh, shits that I take in the office to home is like probably for I rarely shit at home. Do you have more than one bathroom at home? I do, but I just okay. I'm, most of my day is here, you know. And then even you know even if I'm hanging out, I come and come back here, so I'm just here. <laughs> Oh my God! I All listen. Right. I I also have a small. I don't have Abe's bladder either. Abe, uh, you know, I watched Abe sit through an eight-hour TGS broadcast, and I think he pissed once. You know, I have to piss twice during KMA. I'm not sure if I did piss once. I don't know if you did, dude. I don't know. He's got that Arab camel. I, I, had, that, I, I had that bad Seriously. ankle. I, I wasn't too limber. Right, you couldn't. That's oh, right. that's I, true. That's right. I didn't move far during the breaks. Yeah, you wouldn't have been able to get back in time. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, here's here's uh, you you and Mitchell Santaga that you have in common right there. There you go. Where you go, Healthy bowel movements. <laughs> Remember, I eat a lot of protein too. I don't. Well, that'll do it. That'll do it. That's hilarious. All right. It's that time. Let's see what's going on in the cigar industry. It's inevitable. It's better than the alternative. Right. William Cooper, it's time for the scoop with Coop. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. Moving right from poop into coop. Right. <laughs> that worked real well. We got to, I, I got to videotape it because watching coop during his own intro. I love hilarious. that music. He's not always dominant. You, you're signed into admin now. It's always fun to watch. I never get to see it before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I like, love that song. I think I've told you it's, it's the best iteration of that hanging out with Mr. Cooper. Uh, all right, Cooper, what do you got for us this week? Let's start off with news out of New Zealand. Oh. And, and uh, there was a major prohibition smoking ban that was passed in, in uh, by the parliament there. And this was something that we knew was coming, so it wasn't a surprise. And what this uh, prohibition ban is, is basically if you were born after J- January 1st, 2009, uh, you will no longer have the ability to purchase or be supplied with tobacco products. And that includes premium cigars. So this is, I believe, nationwide, from a nationwide standpoint, this is the first time we've seen something like this happen. Um, it, well, like I said, it wasn't a surprise because about a year ago, New Zealand called for this thing called smoke-free 2025 action. And what the goal of that plan was to reduce the smoking population in New Zealand to 5%. Now, they already had one of the strictest smoking laws in the world, and they were at 8%. But now the goal is to get it to 5%. And uh, they are proclaiming a big victory here. Now, this should be something we need to keep an eye so on. The minimum smoking age is going to go up every year. By every year, year every year, yeah. So they're, they're going to yeah. wipe so out. So the no old enough. So it, 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 this is basically a, a delayed outlawing of tobacco. At yeah. some point, everyone you know before yeah. two thousand eight will pass away, and no one in the country will be able to buy. Right, buy right. Tobacco. That's 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 what happened. Now it's been tried in the U.S. This is not a new concept. Hawaii actually tried to do it where they were going to have raise the smoking age to age 100. There was actually a bill that, but it didn't make it out of committee. Uh, and then Brookline, Massachusetts has also been considering something, a similar type of prohibition. So what's scary about this is could other countries start to follow this? And I, I think it would be tough to do this in the U.S. I, I really do just because of big tobacco, I think, would, would, would not let that happen. But all, the, um, all, all this type of legislation does is make people rich. Yep. Yeah. That's all this type of legislation does. Yeah. yeah the, the, the associate minister of health, her name is Dr. Aisha Burrell. If you're telling me that 8% of the population is smoking in New Zealand, I see bullshit. Right. And, and what's going to happen is it, it, this is what a lot of the people, the critics within New Zealand, this didn't like this. This had some resistance in New Zealand from what I saw. They're they're saying this is going to create an underground market. Exactly what it does, black market. Yeah, it, I mean, we've it's seen make this happen. Rich. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you when New York State put the cigarette tax in years ago, it created this underground market to get cigarettes. So it, it and now you're just going to have to deal with enforcing that on top of things right now. So, right. but let me guess. Let me guess. Tobacco smoke, cartels. Let me, let me just guess though. You can smoke weed in New Zealand. 
I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up. I know. Google yeah, that up, Paulie. Google that up, Paulie. Yeah, I know the vape things weren't affected by this though. Vapes weren't affected by this law. It was tobacco products. Um, all the New Zealand, all the New Zealand, all the New Zealand Parliament were former HOA board members. That's illegal right now. No, it's illegal. Yeah, cultivation of cannabis, including to plant, grow, possession. Yeah, it's immediate two-year jail time and or two thousand dollar fine. Holy shit! Well, you know, Australia, New Zealand. I'm just telling you the word. I mean, my guy from Australia, we loaded him up with cigars to take home, and he, he's facing like a thousand dollars, probably in custom fees. Which he's probably gonna have to leave Listen, some with his family behind. We have we have Australian customers that are happy to pay the duties because it's still less than buying a cigar in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, wow. it, it, you know, it's it's in New Zealand. Like I said, is worse. So um, not not like I said. I you know this wasn't a surprise. I don't I don't think yet we have the global cigar rights movement to a point where they could afford this yet. Though is the problem. I just I don't think we're there. I mean, there's been talk of doing it with cigar rights of the world and cigar rights of Europe, but I don't think we're there yet. Is I mean, as much as we criticize CRA and I've been a critic, give them some credit because they have been able to stop some things. Some of this shit's just batshit crazy. It, really it, it totally is. I mean, in this one, like I said, we uh, just it's, it's, it, this goes to effect. I think next year. So I think it's. I from what I understand, it's a done deal now that the parliament approved it. So eventually, like a guy who's forty-four, you know, won't be able to smoke. But if you're forty-five, you can. It's so stupid. Right. Right. Yep. So stupid. So stupid. All right. What else you got going on, Coop? Um, Altidus made some news this week, and they uh, they 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 had a little bit of a quieter year, but the last few weeks we're seeing some things getting announced. Um, this is not a, a flashy release, but um, Henry Cork, Henry Henry Clay Warhawk, uh, which is their Connecticut shade Henry Clay line, it's done well for them. They've announced a new Churchill size that they are going to start shipping. It's actually a, a little bigger than a Churchill. If we, it's like a seven by fifty six size, which I think is more like double Corona in my book. But um, that's going to start shipping um, pretty soon, and uh, nine dollar price point, so it's pretty reasonable. And that is the uh, that is the fourth size in the line. So, but it's the first line extension they've done of that. Is there a Churchill movement going on? Um, I know, mean, look, so, are, listen, you, cigar aficionado five through ten, six five out of that six were. Churchill's. Cigar has always been leaning. It's just this year it's got a lot more tension with how many they were. Cigar always leans towards the Churchill and the Torpedo, it seems like. Those are the two sizes they seem to embrace. But if you go to Espinosa Cigars, you know, they've been playing around with that short Churchill size for a while. And, uh, you know, it's that 6 by 48 which is a little you know, shorter than a Churchill. And then, you know, I think I like that size. And I think, I, think Eric's, I think Eric really owns that size in terms of, you know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a staple. Well, Steve, Steve, too. Steve, oh, Steve. Steve Saka. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fino Largo, Tricky Trash 648. Yeah, yeah he, we should know, say the, that, too. Yeah. The uh, Brulee Blue is 6, six by 48, too. Yeah, so, I yeah, like that. That's I like that. More size popular too. size, which I love. It's great. It's great. Size. I like, and I think the 6 by 48 is like a little better than the 7 by 48. It's not as much of a time commitment. And sometimes a 7 inch cigar you, it runs out of gas towards the end. But this one is a 7 by 56. And a lot of us in the media will say that's not really a Churchill, but they called it a Churchill. So I don't know. To your point, Alex, I think it's sexy maybe to say Churchill right now. Right. right. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Well, you know, Rafael Nadal's been really, like, 
what a job he's done with them. Yeah. Yeah. Great... Projects. He did our yeah. kind of, he did our kind of sewer club. Um, Altus has a TGS release, a very special Monte Cristo edition uh, I... coming out. Great smoke. Wow. Yeah. He's just on fire with projects. He's into a project like a great smoke thing. You know, I, I've talked to Rob he, he loves those it. projects. He's a Listen, boutique guy. Yes, a boutique brands. I mean, he is a boutique yeah. guy, and yeah. and it showed in our connoisseur club. I think all their blends, or most of every blends they made, was highly received by everybody and very popular. And people were surprised it came from a company like Altus. But I, in talking to Raphael, I really knew what he was, how involved he was in trying to make something special in a very limited small batch. So I'm very excited to see this version of Monte Cristo he's putting out for the Great Smoke. I mean, it's Monte Cristo. That's an iconic brand that's going to be part of the Great Smoke. So I think that's a great thing he's doing. Um, and, you know, you looked at the list this year. He had a top 10. The Romeo Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua in a Churchill got a top 10. And that's a great cigar. That's a great line, by the way. So yeah, I was glad to see that. Uh, I, that's been on my list in the past, that blend. So it's a great blend. What else you got going on, Cooper? Uh, coming up from another one of the uh, – Another company. This we talked a lot about this company last night. Um, CAO out of General uh, is going to be releasing another Amazon basin, uh, but this one uh, it's called the Extra Añejo, and it is basically the original Amazon basin blend that's been aged for two years, and they're going to put it in a different box. And uh, we've seen General do this with, with a lot of uh, releases over the past few years, these extra añejos. They did one with Partagas. They did one, another CAO Pallone one. So, you know, this is supposedly extra aged. This is going to be probably one of their early releases in 2023 right now. But again, it's the same blend. It's just um, aged, aged longer. Um. Let me ask a question. Look, Amazon Basin's great cigar. I love it. You know, and, and but like we kind of talked about last night, this is kind of the one, the one time of year that there's any excitement around CAO. But I don't know. Does does extra aged mean you know we didn't sell out of the first batch? Does extra age mean extra cost? Sure, well, sure. It's extra cost because that's, that's sitting in a warehouse somewhere. You got to recoup that cost. Right. Um, what I don't. And is fifteen dollars a cigar is going to be. It's not. Cheap. I, just, I think we were all a consensus sell on CAO too. We we just well, my consensus sell with CAO is that core lines just don't have the traction they used to outside of really flathead now. And I I used to smoke their core lines all the time. So now I get it was kind of weird that you know it's just they don't they don't they seem to be going trying to make CAO and they do a lot of these limited releases and they get you know they get some attention. We talked about they had one real flop last year. That we were oh, yeah. huh? No, the Firewalker. The Firewalker, which was a total flop. But um, how that cigar made it out, I don't had know. Had it made out of testing, we don't know. What did you think about the Vision? I haven't had this new one, but the first one I didn't like that they released last year. The one that they came out with a few months ago, I haven't had it yet. Mm. So, um, like I said, uh, General and Ford's under STG, they had over 50 releases last year. They released a lot of, I mean, it's just a lot of stuff to release right now. Makes makes our lives very not easy. Yeah. All right. Uh, a couple more stories I got. Uh, if you're a Warped Cigars fan, uh, they have a Don Ronaldo. Uh, so. 
<laughs> see, what was the sell last night? Don Renato's 70th. Uh, it's being made for Kyle Gellis' father's 70th birthday. Don Renato is actually one of the best blends, I think, that Warped has done, but it's been a very small batch release that they have. They only come out every so often. They make them out of El Titan de Bronze. So, you know, I, I do believe they've done a good job with that cigar. This is going to be a Bellicoso size, um, and there's going to be a 1,000 boxes of this. So that's a lot for Warped, actually. But if you're into uh, Don Renato and if you want a 6.5 by 48 Bellicoso, um, you can certainly get your hands on this cigar. I think it'll be won't be as hard to get as some of the other ones. Kyle, Kyle is what, what I call a fringe. Most of the team had him as a sell last night. Yeah, he 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 he's like uh, Dion, Dion without the juice. You know, he's a recluse. You don't see him. You don't hear from him. He's like, he's like that. Bar, you know, Steve Farkas. You know, I almost put Skip in that model. Though Skip, I think, is maybe a little different, slightly different level than Cobb. They're just like on the fringe. Like the the cigar industry model didn't work for them. They got they created something different, and they exist on the fringe of the cigar verse. Yeah, and you know, Kyle, I just think the core lines don't haven't had a lot of traction for him. The regular he does have regular production lines, but it seems like these small batch limiteds are where he gets all the attention. I just don't think. I, I don't know. I just there's not a lot of success in the cigar industry with that. There's maybe one or two companies. I mean, Pete does it well, but he has strong core lines. Black Label, I think, is getting better at it right now. I think they've had, but some of these other companies they just really struggle with it. But they work within the industry. Kyle doesn't really work with. I mean, Kyle, when you look at Kyle, you think he's selling suits. You don't even think cigar brand or, or, or nothing he just he listen the guy lives in my backyard and i've seen him in my store once in 25 years he literally lives in jupiter yeah I, i've interviewed him twice actually he's a good interview i'll tell you that but um yeah he doesn't do a lot of those types of things i mean he you know we talked a lot about faces behind a brand are still very important and he is the face of warped i mean there's not another face of warped out there yeah, you know, like I said, he's like doing the Dion thing, but he's not Dion. You know, We've had him on the show, but I don't think ever in person, right, Abe? Only on the phone. No, he came in before you. He did a live, yeah. actually, here when we were doing it in Boynton Beach. I remember that, yeah. Since I've been around, he's only done the phone. I think from Jupiter. <laughs> yeah. He did it. Yeah, he I mean, did our show. He didn't want the video camera on that night. It was kind of weird. So we had it. We had no video for him that night. Oh, are you serious? He did your show, but... No video, yeah. He did our two-year anniversary show. That's odd. That was back in 2019, yeah. Good interview. He's a good interview. I'll tell you that, though. He is a good interview. Ronnie, stop fanboying, bro. Yeah. Bro, you know, Ronnie, I, I was just trying to... Yeah. Fanboy it over there. Relax. <laughs> he, must, he must be high on warped inventory. Yeah, right? <laughs> Who was that? Ronnie, anything he has to sell, he is, is hot. I can't, I'm waiting for Ronnie's top ten list this year. I'm looking forward to that one. It's easy. He's gonna walk through yeah, the right. high in it. <laughs> I got a lot of this one. I got a lot of this one. Time to do a lot. He, he was the only retailer to get Paladin to Saka, and he had it number one. <laughs> that is funny. I, I listen. I've smoked quite a few. On. Quite a few of, of, of warped cigars. They're great, but they're never no, on they make good line. cigars. We're not yeah. saying good, he makes good cigars. It's for the break. No one said anything about his product or whatever. Yeah, they're, they're product, product does not sell. 
I mean, if you got to go on IG Live and beg people or whatever, you might be able to sell. But on its own in store shelves, everywhere I've been around, have you ever seen it selling any brick and mortar? Coop, you go around. I'll say this: early on, he was selling it. Early on, absolutely. It hasn't sustained it. And I look, he has a couple core lines, and those core lines, I just I don't see a lot of momentum behind it in the retail stores. I mean, everyone wants the the Don Renato limited releases or the uh, you know upper realms and stuff. But that, that's what they're looking for. And these they come and go, you know. And some of them don't go. I've seen a lot of that with Viaje too. Viaje is the same model. They just some of the stuff will go, and other things don't. Well, you know, and, and Ruben made a good point. You know, when, when you're when you're dropping all these limited editions all the time, you know, you're you're never going to get a following on your core brands. No, he's right. He's, that one, he's right. I agree with him on that. And I think that was a lot of where I disagree sometimes with Eric and Jordan. They look at the limited releases and like they get all excited about them. Like, we get excited about, it, but is that really helping move the brand? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes well, sense. What else you got going on? Uh, one other thing, uh, Cavalier Geneva. They've had three releases they announced this week. I'll just go through them real quick. They have a limited uh, release of the Viso Jalapa line. Uh, so that's going to be an LE. They have rebranded their US, uh, USA exclusive line. It's called the USA Regional Exclusive. They've put new packaging and they've reblended that cigar. And if you're a, favor, a fan of their white series, they have a new Corona size offering in a five and three quarter by 44. So uh, we're seeing a lot of stuff come out of Cavalier now. You know, they've been making a lot of headlines in the last few weeks. So uh, if you're a Cavalier fan, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be hitting the shelves. Interesting. Anything else going on, Coop? That is your news for this week. I'm surprised right. you didn't. I'm surprised you didn't throw in that that story we talked about. Uh, about Ohio. I, I didn't, yeah, it's because I didn't talk cover it. it but, talk about it. Paul wants to yeah, talk I, about it. Go ahead, I didn't, co- I didn't cover ahead. it, but it's worth talking about. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Paul. Paul's dying to talk. talk no, about I, I, listen, give, us the, I, give us the scoop. The scoop with Paul. Go ahead, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> For all your cigar industry news, go to cigar-coop.com. Coop's got his top 25 coming out now, so check that out. Uh, no, I, Ohio. Oh, it's interesting. It's interesting. So I guess, what was it, a week ago, Coop, uh, Columbus, Ohio, the city, uh, created a ban on flavored cigars and vaping products, and then the state legislature passed a bill that makes that illegal on Monday of this week. So basically, the city, the city created a ban on all flavored cigars or flavored tobacco products and vape products, and then the state turns around and the legislature says, no, that's illegal, you can't do that and immediately turns that around. And we're kind of seeing that in New York as well, because New York has a statewide ban on flavored tobacco products and vape products. And now Westchester County is saying that that ban is illegal and that within the county you can sell flavored tobacco and uh, flavored vape products. Could this be a good trend? Yeah, I mean, there's people fighting back. Yeah. Let me tell you the only reason why I didn't cover the Ohio story is it still hasn't been signed into law. It just went through the legislature. Right. Uh, so the, so the, governor, the governor has the final sign on that. Uh, but that was a they have a Republican governor, and it's a Republican-controlled legislation. So it's not, you know, what could happen is anyone's guess, but it you know, could happen. But the point about what you said, you know, how this kind of goes back to Columbus, Ohio, I thought was interesting. 
Columbus all of a sudden, I think they have the the uh, uh, most obese population in the United States, if I'm not correct. But I guess they care about people's health. So. I, need to move, I need to move there. <laughs> you'd be, yeah, you'd be a skinny guy there. Yep. Get right in. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Is, that, yeah. is that a real fact? I, it used to be. Hold on. I'll, t- I'll tell you. Fattest city. I'll look up Google the fattest cities. I mean, cities Philadelphia's got to be in there. Yeah? We should be in there. You know, Philadelphia was one of those. Um, I gotta believe that, the colder cities. I, I gotta believe. I gotta believe it's the cooler, colder cities that'll have the most obese population. You know what? Uh, Columbus is not in there anymore. I, I remember seeing it. Uh, Youngstown, Ohio, is number fourteen. The number one fattest city in America is McAllen, Edinburgh, in Mission, Texas, and they- Memphis, Tennessee, is number two. <laughs> really? Yeah. What's number three? Read them off. No, I'm curious. No. Oh, Tennessee's got two and three. Yep. Oh. Number four is Mobile, Alabama, and number five is Jackson, Mississippi. Well, then I'll move to Tennessee because no one really wants to live in Ohio. No. Oh God, no. <laughs> Don't let Miguel Chodelho that. <laughs> or isn't Tony Bellato in in Ohio? Yeah, Youngstown. Keep keep yeah. going, Paul. Keep going. <laughs> What are you looking for, Philly? No, I mean, I just want to hear. Oh, I heard the list is, yeah. yeah. Uh, number six is Birmingham, Alabama. Really? Number seven, Little Rock, Arkansas. David's Burgers are there. I can see why. <laughs> number burgers. eight is Shreveport, Louisiana. Aren't these all in Alan Rubin's territory? <laughs> uh, number nine is augusta richmond county in georgia and south carolina and number 10 is baton rouge louisiana wow. i can see i can see the augusta so, area because there's a lot to... in tennessee though well i could see this just naming off thinking of some of those areas it's a lot of a lot of poor economic areas and look let's just be real it's expensive to eat healthy yeah yeah, yeah it is you know, it is. Yeah, it is. so the, uh, that definitely i think plays a role in it yeah, I don't think I don't think PA is on this list. I'm in the I'm in the 40s, and I don't see any any PA. I would say Philly more or less, but yeah. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is number 60. Well, you got Permantes out there. I could see why. Yeah, which is like, uh, you ever had a Permanti brother sandwich, Abe? No. Oh, it's, Abe, it's a sandwich out. with French fries in it. A load oh, wow. of. I mean, yeah. that's the staple sandwich. Whatever the sandwich is, you just shove French fries in the middle of it. You know what I realized today? Not today. I realized this week, last week, whatever. And it's kind of, I never really thought about it. Because, like, fries is, like, the staple thing that most people are just in love with. Yeah. I've never cared for French fries. Really? Now, if I get a burger somewhere, I'll eat my burger first. Fries will be on the plate. I might have a couple. You know, even if we get five guys at the shop, I say, just give me like three or That's four. Right, just, you did, you did. Just, I, you I mean, fries is never a, a food that I, yeah, I know. It, it's odd because like my kids eat fries. They love fries. Oh. They want to attack the fries. Just They're, never, never chicken really. And Pete's, chicken and Pete's crab fries are the best. I've had, all the I've best. had full meals out of fries. We'll, we'll, Steffi and I will go somewhere for like dinner and we'll just have cocktails and a plate of so truffle fries. Here's my problem with French fries. All right. Kids had late violin lessons. I was coming home late for work, something. And, you know, my wife says, look, can you pick up some PDQ for the kids real quick? I said, yeah, sure, no problem. I go through the drive-thru. I order them some PDQ, and I order them all fries. And they got those cool uh, waffle-cut fries. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it just came out of the fryer, smoking hot. You know, of course, you're going to have one. I have one. 
It was delicious. Yeah, but get home. Now, now, hold on. Alex, how far is PDQ from my house? Not far. It's in the, like, you don't even have to go on the street. You drive. It's really walking distance. Yeah. I mean, literally, right? Maybe yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Before I get to my gate, they're cool. And they don't taste like good anymore. No, sure. I, and those fries, especially, same thing with Chick-fil-A. If they're not fresh straight out of the fryer, they suck. Out of the fryer, yeah. they're incredible. Yeah. But you can't eat the fries fast enough before they get cold and don't taste good. Yeah, that's the problem. You can't reheat French fries. Oh, that's not true. No, you got to get air fryer. I guess, yeah. No, listen to me. You can bring back buffalo wings and French fries in an buffalo air fryer. Wings, I can see. Yeah, but I just uh, I you like get three, that crisp back on an air fryer. Three fifty for four minutes. That's what. I, that's why I, I do French fries. I love that PDQ sauce though for those fries. I mean, yeah. when I'm in it, that PDQ sauce is money. It's that gold All sauce right. they have. Yeah. Man, All that right. Surprises me about Abe. Now, uh, this is our last show for the year. We take our winter last show break. show of the year, that's right. Last show of the year, we take our winter break. But we'll be coming back um, after two weeks with, is this season what now? Season six. six. Yes. Season six of Tale of Tape. Let's run a preview of what season six is going to be all about. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Paul. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have it. I have it. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Goop's face in that. No sound. One, but it's like, no like a quarter missing over here. Can't hear and you. then I don't know if you caught it in the sliders. That's you, Coop. But during no one of the sliders, guy. Alex's hair came over my head. So it was me with Alex's hair. Nice. I, it was kind of funny. Coop, that's you, Coop. We can all hear each other. Coop can't hear? Hello, hello. We hear you. We hear you. We hear you. All right. Well... Perfect timing, right? Better late than never. As as in as in uh, oh, every is in every show, we are going to finish this last show of the year with an episode of Would You Rather. intro here we go i'm gonna start out with paul oh boy paul would you rather have a white christmas here that has snow or never have a white christmas at all never have a white christmas at all wow i hate the snow all right coop would you rather never receive never receive a christmas gift ever and never be expected to buy one or have to buy a gift for every person who gives you one every year. I'd never want to deal with it anymore. <laughs> Me too. He's a great I'm we've, from that camp. We've we've honestly my wife and I we we do a charitable donation now. Um we just, you know, when we had the kids it was younger it was a different story. You don't give your kids gifts still? We give them checks. I mean, that's what they want. Wait, 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 wait. How old are your kids? They're 22 and they go from 22 to 31. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's fine. Whoa, whoa! Yeah. I still get. I have. I have a bot. Look at this. This. These are my Christmas gifts from my parents here. 
And my kids. There's there are yeah, all of us. Maybe, I, I won't let my maybe, I won't let my mom give a Christmas gift. She's retired. Maybe it's just me. Like we stopped getting Christmas gifts to my parents. Like we like so after one way of college. Okay. I mean, I, I you know, we get a Christmas gift from my parents, but it's always like a house thing, you know. Yeah, ours is too. Uh, yeah. You know, a fucking steamer or some, you know, something for the house. It's not a, you know. Yeah. And I got you know, stuff for the golf cart. I do these care packages to our friends and family. We send them out, and that's that's pretty it's much beautiful. It. it was great. My wife loved it, by the way. I, 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 I'm pissed I didn't get myself one. Everybody's raving about them. They're I'm really gonna, good. I'm going to order them for the shop. I'm yeah. eating the crumbs. Yeah, I got ripped by Alice. I got ripped by Alice in here, but that's I don't have a lot of imagination anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm you just write a check. Listen, they wait, want wait, to check more than whatever appliance you were going to buy them anyway. Can I? Did would, to buy you reveal how much the check is for? Are you writing like a fifty dollar check? You writing like a five hundred dollar check? Somewhere in between. So my last question is for the Grinch. Right. <laughs> there we go. Now I've upgraded you from Elf to Santa for the question. So hope you appreciate that. Would you rather play Santa for a week at a public or a shopping mall? Santa, Santa, Santa at a week at a public. You have to be Santa for a week. You have to be Santa okay. for a week. Would you rather okay. do it at a public preschool or at a shopping mall? Oh, God. Oh, preschool. Oh, easy. I don't, I'm not, I don't some dopey adult who still wants to take pictures and do stupid <laughs> shit. And, no, fuck off. Watch the Al Bundy episode. For the Grinch that I am, I mean, I do love kids. I'm not a fucking asshole adult that still wants to take pictures. That's great. Listen, sometimes those people at the mall. That would be Paul, Alex. Yeah, sometimes no, not me. But sometimes it's hot chicks. Are you eating during the show? I don't care. I don't care about hot chicks. Are you eating during the show? Am I what? Are you eating during the show? No, no. I had to. I was. It was a cough drop. Paul is known to munch his his little trail mix. No, no, no. It was a. It was actually a mint cough drop. Eating during I, the show. I, I had to. Even... I had a. I knew a Santa, like one of these like hardcore mall Santas that actually had a real beard and everything. One time, I went there for a, an appearance with our mascot at the at the minor league baseball team, and he goes, "Come here, tell my elf to show you the pictures." And he kept extra pictures of all the hot chicks that sat on his lap oh. that season. It was so yeah. creepy. It's creepy. But he's like, "This the benefit oh. to the job." I'm like, "Jesus Christ." <laughs> well. To all our fans and everybody out there, Coop, thanks for another great year for being with us. To all our fans out there, it was a great year. Thank you for once again supporting our show, spending your Saturday mornings with us. We hope we made it a little more interesting every Saturday morning. We wish everybody out there a very happy holiday and a very healthy new year. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you all back here in 2023. Until then, everybody, keep it lit.